Hello. How's it going, everyone? Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. If you're a hot dog, what kind of topics would you have on you? All right. And a flashback to last season. Today, I don't necessarily want just one hot dog. I want a fuck ton of little mini corn dogs. All right. Ooh, All right. Fucking good French's mustard to dip them in. Had it at a restaurant in Portland. They called it Scooby Snacks, and it was fucking delicious. <laughs> and also... That's a great name. I am getting a plane ticket right now. Absolutely. Welcome to Half the Distance Live, where we discuss food things. Just kidding. You're a oh. weekly NFL podcast <laughs> where we also discuss food things and beer and whiskey and cigars. As always, I'm Maddie Fat, joined by Scottathan Staten, a.k.a. Scotty Stats, Brian the Professor. We are producerless. They are both busy doing work shit, I'm assuming, as they are not here. Yeah. I have no idea where they actually are. We know point. one of them is doing work shit. The other one could just be sleeping. But, you know, hey, I can't really get upset about this. Uh, we only have one game to discuss. The Super Bowl. And we, it was a T great... TM. I don't think we're allowed to say it. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. trademark uh, the, yeah. the NFL there. Sure, yeah. yeah. No, that's, um, that's Super Bowl of pasta we had. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Back to the food. Mm, All right. Yeah. Yes. I like it. The big football game. Yeah. hey oh, football celebration. Yeah. So, the Chiefs. Beat the 49ers to give Patrick Mahomes his third championship at the age of 28. Blah. And before you say, Blah. boy, I can't think of a single other person that's ever had three championships by the time they're 28. It's actually not that hard. You just have to look back into the past of the professor's favorite basketball team. Because Tim Duncan certainly had three championships by the time okay. he was 28. Right. I never thought about jumping leagues. <laughs> oh, my God. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. How did I so there you go. Uh, it has happened in the past. However, uh, let's not take away everything from the football. Sorry about basketball. Uh, this was a fantastic game. Uh, the Chiefs had to come from behind to win. They weren't down by huge amounts. But they were losing at the, sec at the end of the first half. Um, second half was pretty amazing for the start. The 49ers had, uh, I believe... Three total yards, if my math is correct, in the third quarter. Uh, Chiefs were able to get back into the game. There were some gaffes along the way, uh, as you were going to have to have in some of these games, some interesting things. Uh, in particular, the punt heard around the world when yeah. it uh, bounced off of one of the returner's blocker's ankles is the best description I can yeah, think of. Yeah. The, when we watching it live... Oh my God, it, it didn't look like it touched anybody. It, yeah, it looked like as it, it hit the ground, and then the... And then the uh, receiver <clears throat> just dove for like, it. What are you doing? Let it go. Yeah. I don't know, like trying to like fall screaming. on it, bounce yeah. off his and hand. We were all screaming because <laughs> right. none of us had noticed it bounced off right. a guy's ankle. Yeah. So yeah, then when it hit one of his players' ankles, and then he was doing his best to mm -hmm. to keep it in their possession, and gifted the Chiefs what was it, fifteen yards to the to the uh, end zone. Yep. For oh. their for their yeah. first touchdown oh. of the game. Yep. This is a really amazing game. Like before we go oh, anywhere right. else, like yeah. I can think of only a few games that I've enjoyed that much as far as the Super Bowl. So, although we've been lucky with close games, it was really nice to have another overtime game, especially with the new overtime rules. Mm -hmm. And then to find out that 49ers players are saying they didn't even know what the new rules were. I don't know how you don't just have a thing at the beginning of each season where they go over rule changes. I'm sure they do. Someone needs to pay more attention. The, yeah. So, but okay, even if they didn't think they knew what the different rules were, all you did was get a field goal in overtime. But the, where this is, gets interesting, though, is imagine, had they scored that touchdown, how many players would have sprinted out onto the field Thinking they had gotten a the massive yeah. penalty on the ensuing kickoff? Yeah. This is where it starts to be like, wait, hold on, you yeah. didn't know. Yeah, that, that's wild to me. Because 
it was such a huge discussion last year. No, not last year. Two years ago. Two years ago, ago yeah. in the playoffs with the Chiefs and the Bills, mm-hmm. yeah. which was one of the best back-and-forth shootouts that I'd seen in a while. Just just cannon of arms, you know, the good old 13 seconds. And the outcome of that was in, in playoff implications. Right? Well, playoff. It was the division the around. It was right. to go to the AFC Championship. Yeah. The funny thing was, with all that being said, and these rule changes for that, neither one of those teams actually made the Super Bowl that year. But yeah, well, right. But even <laughs> still, that, so to not know that those rules changed, that's crazy. I, when I read that, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Because I mean, out of here. It was in the post-game show when the Patriots won in a similar fashion before the rule changed. If we're like, you know, maybe it's time the NFL starts to re-examine overtime rules, especially mm-hmm. in Super Bowl, if not playoffs at least, blah, blah, blah. And then it happened with that Bills-Chiefs and I have playoff a, game. And this is why know? I have a hard time believing that Shanahan didn't have his team talk about this, because he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons when the Super Bowl yeah, yeah. was won by the Patriots with a field goal in overtime. And everyone's like, this is bullshit. They should be able to have a chance to possess the ball, too. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me that they finally changed that rule and he didn't tell his team about it? I don't buy this. And how, how's that your job? And you yeah. don't know. It, it, that's it. Like, I understand if, like, oh, fuck, I forgot they changed this to this penalty this mm-hmm. season. I get that. That happens from time to time, you know? You're focused on doing your job. You're not going to notice a penalty that got changed a little bit. But when it's something that drastically results in that I, impact of the yeah, game, like, yeah. come on. Like, I know. I, I, was, I was just kind of like, I don't even know why you're asking him this question at this point. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a weird one. Um, and it doesn't make any sense to me that, that you didn't know. Um, but even still, the the game was the game was not the offensive shootout that you're going to enjoy, right? That back and forth of of you know, yep, we we pushed Jumping up 80, 80, 80 yards up the field, score back and forth, yep. right? We're looking at you know you know seventy point you know total game. No, no, no. This was when one play happened. It was fucking exciting as hell because the previous three were hard fought and miserable. Yep. yep. Uh, we, we talked about this being a defensive game. The, it's, the defense is going to be the ones that win this. But I didn't expect it to be this dramatic because in my mind it was like, all right, you're going to slow some things down. You know, they're going to have to, whoever comes out of halftime adjusting to, to the defense, that's going to be the one that wins. But you're not going to slow down uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes that much. You're not going to slow down... Debo and McCaffrey and Kittle. Like, you know, it's not going to happen. Oh, it did. Those defenses are like, nope, we are locking this up. And and not only that, the refs were like, let let him play. Let let him get a little pushy grabby. And really interesting to me was it wasn't like big splash plays by the defense. It was more about the uh, getting the pass rush at the right time to hurry the quarterback. Mm -hmm. As we've talked about ourselves before the show, the, the last play the 49ers had before they kicked the field goal in overtime. It wasn't a splash play by Chris Jones, but that press rush to be right in Brock Purdy's face where he has to get rid of the ball so he doesn't have time to see Ayuk wide open because his defender is on the ground in the yeah, back of the end zone. Yeah. And, but you can't do it because you got a 300-pound man right say, on top of you. How do you see past Chris Jones? You don't. Whew. You just hope to God he doesn't land on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Dan, so, Dan Marino would have made that pass. Oh. <laughs> Dan Marino would have thrown it. <laughs> well, upfield. <laughs> he still would have lost somehow. I still think, like, the fact, especially when the first half went, that Brock Purdy came out second half still playing very confidently. Like, he is 
I don't know how at this point he has not erased all doubt in every journalist's mind. Like, he is here to stay. Like, I, is he an amazing quarterback? No. Does he get the job done based on the team he's given? A hundred percent, you know? He also completely plays within the offense. And I realize some people might say, well, that's just a game manager. Oh, he's no, a it's system not. quarterback. Yeah. To fully understand how your <laughs> offense is was running and what it is that the coach is trying to do to make the right plays, to just take the little dump-offs. And, you know, yes, it was a very defensive game. And at the beginning of the game, you're like, well, I don't understand why Mahomes isn't trying to force the ball downfield more. Like, Because he doesn't want to throw interceptions. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. taking what the defense gives him, and they will come back and yeah. fight another like the he's next time dumb. they have the ball. When he sees yeah. a good read, he'll throw mm-hmm. it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. The game was never out of reach. Why would he Start overextend forcing. himself? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, it's not like his receivers are incredible. Yes, this isn't Tyreek Hill screaming down right. the screen right. on the sideline yeah. <laughs> to throw the ball. He's to. open. Rasheed Rice yeah. is a nice receiver. I don't see him as a burner. He's definitely growing though, but no, he's not he's not the cheetah. He's yeah. the current wide receiver one on the team, but they could easily find someone else. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you you Find yourself a rookie. I don't know. How, they're they're probably way too far down the list. Who knows? Like with trades, where they might land. I don't know what they have. But like, if they found a decent wide receiver, boom. I'm sorry, Rashi Rice. You know, you're going to lose that spot. That being said, it could be a really good combo. One be two, probably like the third option in that offense. I mean, Travis Kelsey is going to be the first option. I'm, I'm talking. I know. But like on the on the wide receiver core, like like is it Valdez Scanling? No. Is it the best player on uh, San Francisco? Who sat the entire game? <clears throat> you know, hot hands, McGee. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Sorry, after he left the Giants, that shitty ass attitude. Kadarius Tony. Fuck that guy. The worst thing that could have happened in the Niners. Yep. <laughs> yeah, if he'd been playing, it might have been very good for yep, them. Yep. Uh, so yes, the Chiefs did win twenty-five to twenty-two. There are a couple things I'd like to ask though. Um, Dan Campbell caught a lot of shit for going for it on fourth a couple times against the 49ers because he was playing to win the game. As he has all season. He was, yes. he was nearly 50% going for it and forth during the season. Yes. Yeah. You keep fucking doing Is it. Is there yeah. a bit of you that thinks maybe Shanahan needs a little bit of that thought? He's not that kind head? of coach. Yes, he does. He's not that kind of coach. It. How, you, how do you learn to be that dog? How do you learn to be that dog? Because if you're going to be a numbers and statistics guy, you're to you it's all about the scheme and the and you you look ahead and you say I've got I've got two more quarters, I need to play it safe. And Dan Campbell's like I need to be winning this game every second. Yep. I don't want to have to play for a comeback every second. I want to win. Those are two different people. Are there times to say I see this like use those numbers and say. Hey, this feels like a sixty percent chance that I can do this, as opposed to the eighty percent chance of the safe play. <sighs> Man, sometimes you're gonna take that sixty percent chance. Dan Campbell's like fucking fifty-fifty. Yep. Go for it, baby. Yep. Go for it. But that team has been geared up for that. That's what they're after. You throw a wild card play in I, the team that's not ready for that. I, I struggle. I struggle on that. I it would a, a lot of coaches could probably use a little bit more of that. But if it's not your style, how do you commit to it? I, I think the Niners players could pull it off. Like, if you need this miracle fourth down turnaround, you don't want any other team besides that fucking 49ers offense, you know? Yeah. Maybe not Brock Purdy. You want a more seasoned quarterback. Yeah. But everybody else on that team could get that thing yeah. done, you know? It, when Gene Hackman uh, had that moment in the replacements with um, 
uh, 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 homeboy from Swingers. Um, go give me the ball. Yeah, yeah. Give, I'm get the ball. Yeah. Give me the ball. Come back to me. You know, one of those that would kind of be fun to see him really get yeah. into it. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't seem like it's him. Travis Kelsey tried with uh, Andy Reid, but uh, he's been oh. get, catching a lot oh. of grief for that oh. one. Oh. I, I, let's let's circle back to that. Oh. I want to talk about that a little bit more. Well, you think but. about too, like, and I'm not saying that Kyle is just like his dad, but like his dad wanted to play it safe in the Super Bowl against Green Bay. And it was only because John Elway was like, fuck you, I'm John Elway, this is my team, I don't know how many more years i got left in me, I want a fucking ring. And he convinced the coach, you know, Papa Shanahan, to like, alright, go ahead John, do what you want to do. And it fucking worked fantastically, you know. But you got to have that faith in your quarterback to lead the team to do those crazy things you don't really plan right, on doing, right. you know. Well, and the other problem there, as far as for the 49ers that goes, is that um, when you talk about the Broncos and that Shanahan... L.A. may have been near the end of his career. He was still probably a little more athletic than Brock Purdy. <laughs> and I'm not trying to talk trash on Brock Purdy with that, but L.A. in his they prime still, they was one of the, the most athletic quarterbacks <laughs> up, in that, up at that point in probably NFL history. Not a I good mean, runner, but could still take a mean fucking hit and yeah, get back up. Yeah. yeah, and he was willing to, and like out of nowhere, he'd be like, I'm going to go run for this six yards. Yeah, And yeah. he would. That's a, the famous helicopter. Yeah. Hit yeah. that he took. We're like, that's amazing. Oh, fuck, he but just died. Well, no, you, he didn't. Okay. And when you talk about <laughs> knowing how to use your athleticism in a smart way, the runs that Patrick Mahomes had. He's not a runner. That's not what he's known for. Oh, but, he runs like a madman, just never north and south. But when he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he runs to create. Yeah, yeah. He moves to create more yeah. time to throw the ball yep. downfield. Yes. But in this game, yeah. you, listen, they were, north, their coverage movement. was fantastic yeah. for yeah. the 49ers. Yeah, there was north-south running. When he saw a gap, Especially those last two drives. Oh, yeah. Absolutely amazing the amount of, of rushing yards he picked and, up. And when you're not really committed to either team and can enjoy big plays on both sides, nice. that makes for such a good Super yeah. Bowl. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I can't disagree with that at all. Um, I will say, I just want to bring up one last thing on that last play the 49ers had. And I understand it was a, it was a screw-up by, two of, the def- by the, uh, two of the offensive linemen for the Chiefs on which direction they need to go block. It still just blows my mind that you have an all-pro on that Chiefs defensive line. And somehow both of y'all decide that that's not the man you're going to block? Yeah, yeah. What? That is the craziest thing I can think of. Like, it's one thing to be like, oh, wow, this backup defensive tackle, because I'm focused on Bosa, you know? But it's like, no, this is the Chiefs, like, like, Karloftis is okay, but, like, Chris Jones is the man you mm-hmm. must block. Mm-hmm. You cannot allow him to disrupt this game. And they just, they and, olayed him. And there was no realization that one of them missed the assignment. There wasn't any other, like, oh, fuck. You know, mm-hmm. like, nothing. They were 100% committed to those two opposite mm-hmm. fucking sides. Like, oh. Yeah, just Brutus. The worst time to have that kind yep. of mistake. Yep. It sucks. I, I felt really bad for those two. Um, a lot has been made in the press about the... Lack of holding penalties, especially on the Chiefs. Apparently, from what I saw, the last time they had a holding penalty in the Super Bowl was actually called on Byron Pringle, one of the wide receivers. Yeah, <laughs> Dingle McCringleberry. Um, and a lot of people have been saying that there should have been more holding calls in this game, but there was only in the last six Super Bowls seven holding calls on offensive linemen. They're, they're, they really allow more of the players to play against each other and to play the game. And unless it was such an egregious hold, yeah. apparently not calling it. Uh, yeah, because the, the cherry-picking of screenshots was rampant. 
after the game. Yes. Oh, oh, oh yeah. apparently this is not a hold? Which you can do yeah, forever. Yeah, you, you want me to find the other side of that one? I probably could, yeah. you know? If I if I really wanted to sit around and take screenshots of, uh, you know, of four and a half hours. Well, that was a fast as hell Super Bowl, I'm not going to lie. But um, <laughs> but still, like, it, it was it was nice to see them play. And I really think the lack of the, the holding calls is what kept the downfield play from happening. Right? Because... Yeah. Right. There's just there's there's no one there. Once you start calling them, now the ball can spend some time in the air because I don't want to get any type of even like on the pass interference side too because mm -hmm. they're pretty scrappy. Those offensive holding, defensive holding, that was minimal. But like, I didn't see a lot of pass interference calls either. The ball wasn't going downfield. They didn't have the opportunities, yep. and even then, they were tied up because they're letting them play. And the, the coverage corners for, for both teams are very good. Mm. I mean, there was a couple of times Purdy tried to get the ball to Debo, but the defensive back was running the, the route better than Debo was. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I felt real bad for anyone trying to complete passes to the wide receivers because they were so well covered. And on both ends, like playing a, like a pseudo man-to-man -man with always that safety in zone mm -hmm. and then switching it up two seconds after the ball is snapped. Like both defenses did that amazingly well. Because neither team has, like, amazing corners. Mm -hmm. And they, I mean, they've known that all season, and they just always overcome it no matter who they're playing. But to see them match up against each other like that defensively, I was like, well done, well done. Like, none of them really collapsed at any and, point. Well, and, yeah. and Sneed, I thought, was the better corner of the two on the outside yeah, for the Chiefs. Yeah. But no, was, I think his name was McKinney, played yeah. way <laughs> better in Super Bowl than Sneed did. Sneed did not have a great game. He was actually the one lying on the ground. I believe, when Brandon Ayoko was it, wide yeah. open in the back <laughs> of the end zone. Um, but that's also, those are all young players for the Chiefs. Like, it's pretty amazing yep. the amount of depth they have gotten together. with Because they, they've been picking at the back of each round of the draft. For a uh, while. Uh, yeah. Since Mahomes got drafted, as far as I can yeah, tell. Pretty much. Okay. Um, so, because we are talking about all this, The 49ers fired Steve Wilkes, which was the opposite of what the Chiefs did. The Chiefs gave an extension to Steve Spagnuolo, who has been a head coach in the past, I believe, for your Giants. Mm -hmm. um, he knows what he's good at. He likes being a defensive coordinator. And for an offensive coordinator like Andy Reid, this is very good to be able to have. Oh, yeah. Or an mm -hmm. offensive co head coach like Andy Reid. It's really nice to have that defensive coordinator stick around and maintain uh, that same level that they are used to. Well, you know, it's like a true partnership. Yes. Yeah. You're not just doing this as a stepping stone. I yeah. still feel like Steve Wilkes got kind of burned on this one. Like, that defense did not play. They gave up two touchdowns, but the last one was, you know, that, that whole team, <coughs> both defenses were gassed by that overtime. And his defense played, they gave up 25 fucking points to the Chiefs. Like, that is not bad. Yeah. And you Also, Greg Greenlaw... Tearing his Achilles, running mm. onto the field. Oh God, uh, that linebacker was really uh, important to their defense. Yeah, yeah. like you're gonna really hold that against Wilkes. It it seems like there's a huge short-sighted problem in the uh, upper offices. It you know it's hard to look at what success is because every time you take one step forward. That's your benchmark, and if you lose, man, this sucks. Like, you know, the teams that are a surprise to make the playoffs, it's like, woo, look at us, everyone is great. And then by the next year, it's like, fuck you, you didn't make the playoffs. And it's like, we were barely made it last year. Yeah. What did we do to, to make ourselves better, you know? And whose fault is that? Who yep. has, who t like, heavy is the crown? Nah, let's fire someone. Yep. 
it's it now you're saying that because you lost the Super Bowl in overtime to the, the three-time right. Super Bowl MVP, yeah. multiple regular season MVP, and, and you kept a how few yards passing and in the fucking with, Super Bowl. He ended up with over three hundred, but it took <laughs> five quarters to get there. Yeah. But so. And five entire quarters. Yeah, and, and almost that, every that was a went, field goal, not a touchdown. You yeah. Know? yeah. There's clearly a, a an issue that isn't Super Bowl related because. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to say that like you're not you 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 got us here, but you couldn't get us across the the finish line. Like no, come on, that's that's ridiculous. There's some some uh, disagreement or there's some philosophy difference between him and and the rest of the coaches or something like that because is this partly because of the Detroit game where they just where the players seem to have a lack of effort for a good portion of that game maybe I mean maybe I, I, it's possible I mean they got gassed for 140 rushing yards I believe in the first half against the Lions yeah, yeah but I mean that was the plan like you want to get them fucking exhausted you know <laughs> seriously like when you know that you're undermanned and underpowered what do you do you know, oh, you beat at the fucking gates until you scare the fuck out of these people. That's how you fucking get close to a win, you know? I don't know. I, I, I just find it, I still find it very odd. I mean, maybe Wilkes wants to be a head coach again. Like, he got, what, one crack? No, two. Two, two. but as an interim coach. He was an interim head coach oh, for the Cardinals. Times. Did and pretty the well. Panthers. And then yeah. an interim coach for the yeah. Panthers had that team playing really well. And got let go, and that's not too surprising. That well, that's what they also got rid of. head coach too. in the yeah. middle of the <laughs> season. So, <laughs> who's to say that when they're sitting in these coaches' meeting, he's not being a complete piece of shit? Oh yeah, we don't talking know. down. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. it could just be that chemistry in the in the coaches' room. Yep. And it's like you know what? People are going to want to come here. We're going to have a fantastic list of people, and we're kind of done with this. It could be something like that. That you know, yes, you're a great. Defensive coach, but we hate working with you. I, you know, it could be. Uh, who yeah. knows, right? That is very possible. Or maybe, maybe he's frustrated as all hell. Maybe he's sitting there saying, "I've got ideas," and they're like, "Nah, not listening to him." And then he went off and said, "Fuck you guys," and was like, "Yeah, you know what? You're fired." So, yeah. could be that too. Uh, who knows? If you're not taking advantage of someone like him, like all that I had read was like Shanahan came out and said um, he has he has a very different defensive scheme in his mind than what I want for my team. And that was pretty much it, you know? Could that be cover for he's a dick and we don't get along? Of course it could mm-hmm. be, you know? Because mm-hmm. be. you don't throw people under the bus unnecessarily, you know? Um, I do oh, really want... Sean Payton. That's your Sean Payton. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say again, though, I don't think you can overemphasize the loss of Greenlaw. In such a freak, yeah, yeah. Oh, weird God. instance. Going on to the yeah. fucking field. Also, oh, someone that, and also, if you saw the footage afterwards, Fred Warner... Was torn up about that. I bet. Star linebacker yeah. for the 49 yeah. for those of you who don't yeah. know. And like Bosa had to go talk to me, like, come on, man, let's do this for him. You know, because he was that shook up because he was running on the field right, right next, to, next to Greenlaw. Yeah. Greenlaw falls, and you just you just hear the anguish in Warner's voice because some other, he was mic'd up or someone near him was. He was hearing, be like, no! Like you could hear the anguish in his voice from yep. seeing his friend down. Yeah. That sucked. I mean, mm-hmm. even if they win, you want to win with your boy. You yeah. yeah, yeah. And even if yeah. you do win, <clears throat> if it was Greenlaw, like, yeah, you'll be happy if they won, but, like, how awful is that? Like, you finally, you make it to a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. And running onto the field in, like, the second quarter, just jogging. You yeah. weren't even sprinting. Yeah. Just Achilles tears. It was it was all that soft grass they were practicing on. Yeah. And then went to a good, a good you know, quality 
you know. I mean, that is... Scandal. So Scandal. related, that is some fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. That is some... Like, that it failed the NFL's own fucking consistency ratings, and they still fucking made it their practice field? That is fucking bullshit. I agree. Yeah. I, I, part of the... I, I kind of feel like at this point, because this is not the first time I've heard about issues with Fields in the Super Bowl. Um, Fields is never going to be in the Super Bowl. Hey! Oh, Brian gets a talent. That's wow. a good one for Brian. That was a good one, one for Brian. Uh, but last year, they were all complaining about the uh, the field inside the dome that they were playing on. Yep. Yep. Or at least yep. the Eagles were upset about it. You didn't hear anything from the Chiefs about it. They seemed to be fine with it. But at this point, you should have two places that you know of that will that you've already checked to make sure that that field will pass your well, level. Well, they did. That's the thing. And it didn't, so they re-turfed it. Jesus. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> that just blows my mind. But you had how much time yeah. to oh, get exactly. it right? Exactly, exactly. Because Vegas was selected when? Yep. Two years ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You had a lot of time to get it right. Uh, last thing I'd like to talk about as far as Super Bowls go. Um, next year. Because it's never too soon to start making predictions on this show. Who is the team that is in the best position, you think, to actually stop the Chiefs from doing something that has never been done? Now, you cannot say the salary cap because, yes, that will be a hindrance for the Chiefs. <laughs> but uh, if not the Chiefs, who do you think could beat them or win the Super Bowl next year? So, Not knowing anything about free agency or the draft right now. Uh, yep. Uh, yep, yep. Considering you're the one who changed his pick and said, I can't bet against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and, I, and you, you were right. And you were right. As I sit here with uh, with my koozie punishment, staring at the Patriots that I hate so much because I picked against. Now, to be fair, Brian is using a Cowboys koozie also. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. Refuse to right. pick the Chiefs. But, but well, I, yeah, why right? would you pick the Chiefs? Ready? You're a Broncos fan. Exactly. But I'm going to go ahead and make this <laughs> magnanimous statement that a lot of teams can beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs actually were very beatable. They were very beatable. They have a champion mentality, and that goes a long way because. Because when you are down and out and you view yourself as champions, that helps a lot. Those teams that are struggling yeah. and they get those... Because they did not play well this no, season. No, they did not. Yeah. So no. I think nope. they're, I think they they were very lucky with what they did. They have great coaching. Um, and they have a, one of the best quarterbacks, building himself to be one of the best of all time. Yep. Yeah. Um, and it goes a long way. But a lot of teams can beat them. A lot of them can, absolutely. So they did go through a murderer's row in the playoffs this year. I mean, they, yeah, they got very lucky that the Dolphins came to play them in Kansas City on yep. one of the coldest days, fucking weird, oh, like the last weird, decade yeah. for to play a game in. Uh, they went to play Buffalo in Buffalo. That was a hell of a win, and then they're winning against the Ravens. Though, yeah, what a great one. Yeah. So that primed them for the Super Bowl. Yeah, it yeah. really did. Yeah. And you know, these were the first two road games, Patrick Mahomes. Had to play in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I, if the Ravens come back angry next year, uh, I think a lot of teams are fucked. Yeah, because they grew so much. They they all oh, the they right need to get another wide receiver. I, nothing against Odell, but oh no, I mean no. So, you can sign him to yeah. like a three or four million dollar contract. The days of the eighteen million dollars for yeah, yeah, one yeah, year, right, That's right. done for him. Yeah, but he's I think he's he's still a good option out there. Uh, he's, he's becoming an old head. That the all the paper around is already yellow. It's been in the back of your fucking medicine cabinet for so long. It still works. It still Will it hold? Cut, sure. But you don't know if it's going to stay right. on. You, know? you, you get someone to compliment Zay Flowers. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You you can keep your uh, running backs nice and, nice and healthy. Yep. You can keep your tight ends nice and healthy. Well, mm, yeah. that is actually one thing because uh, I don't think they're going to have 
now his name's escaping me, uh, tore his knee up again. Mark Andrews? No, 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 no. running back. They're the, oh, oh, the, uh, 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 um. <laughs> this podcast, let's just call him something two-leg. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah they, they, they were also one of the right, ones that, that lost uh, a running back early in the season. But they usually use a platoon of running backs. Yeah. So. It, it, no, I, I, Buffalo has uh, they gotta they gotta make some changes. They got some great talent out there. Uh, their offense went through a fucking loop to loop. Yeah, I yeah. mean to be to be considered a Super Bowl caliber team and let your OC go late in the season. That's a weird fucking move. Exactly. Yeah. But J.K. even still, Dobbins. Dobbins. Oh, Dobbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, Dobbins and. Gus the bus, fuck yeah! But is Dobbins going to come back? Yeah, healthy? I don't, yeah, I don't know. But like, on the other hand, yeah, I would Saquon or yeah. Derrick Henry look yep. in a Ravens uniform. Fuck, oh my god, right? It'd be oh, incredible. Derrick Henry could fucking flash some purple. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that that's that's terrifying. Buffalo needs some work. They they they've got to figure out what their identity is because they're just not enough good wide receivers out there. Um, they rely too much on on miracle magic. Um, and you have a quarterback who can do that, but the rest of the that supporting, can't be the fucking game but the plan. rest of the supporting yeah. cast yeah. can't keep up, yeah. right? Um, however, I thought James Cook produced really well for them this he, year. That's a great way to start. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Stephon Diggs' contract is going to become an issue if he doesn't start producing again. That money. Oh. And oh. He, his contract is massive, and yeah. trading him with that kind of cap yeah. at his age is going to be almost impossible. Fuck, he's going to the Chiefs. But if you give him... I don't him, think so, actually. Yeah. The only going to take a cut to win a fucking ring? I don't think he will. I think that the Chiefs are going to be like, nope, that's too big of a cap hit for us. Oddly enough, I'm pretty sure, and I realize he did not have a great season for the Bears last year, but the coach that drafted Darnell Mooney is the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs mm-hmm. now. That coach did get him to over 1,000 yards, and it's he's a speedy guy that would be really useful yep. on the outside yep. for the Chiefs. Yep. He also usually catches the ball, unlike and Marquez Valdez-Scanley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think Kadarius Tony's days of the Chiefs are are over at this I, point. I think Stanley too. Like both of them, kind of, they got to go. Yeah. Yep. Um, I heard one talking head on the radio say, and he was a Cowboys fan, but he, he was like, "Really, the Cowboys overachieved this year." And oh I wanted my to, God. I wanted to stop my truck, grab my radio, and throw it out of the throw it out of there because <laughs> I was so angry at that thought. Um, but on the NFC side, like. Because the AFC is the stronger of these two conferences, yeah. at least now. They're all the better quarterbacks mm-hmm, for the most part. Mm-hmm. You got Jalen Hurts, and I do think Dak Prescott is a good quarterback. He just doesn't do great in the playoffs. That they need new ownership and a different head coach. There you um, go. That's a totally different Cowboys. I team. do think yeah. of the teams that can beat the Chiefs, and yes, on any given Sunday, anyone can win. But I'd say if you were going to tell me, either in the Super Bowl or the game against like the Super playoff Bowl, caliber, I yeah. don't see an NFC team right now. The 49ers were the best shot, I thought. Yeah. Uh, there's still that weird hope that the Bengals can be the team. Um, T. Higgins, I think, is a free agent. I don't know if he'll be back. I, the 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 Bengals just they're dealing with what the 49ers dealt with, you know, previous years, just the injury after injury, and that sucks for them. Yep. Um, you got a quarterback in Joe Burrow who who plays like a champion, and that makes a big difference. That Absolutely. makes a big big difference. This is the last quarterback to actually beat Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But is he destined to be like the future? Oh, I'm so good. My team was so good. And just we can't hey, fucking get it together. Right. Right. Just, hey, is he yeah. the next Josh Allen? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Sort right. Of, yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jesus. All right. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I realize it's, it's an unfair question right now because we don't know how the teams are going to look. It's just I was curious from y'all's perspective. I think the Chargers have a real chance of bumping the Chiefs to the playoffs. They, man, I don't know. The only reason I say I don't know is because of the salary cap. They're eighty million dollars yeah, over yeah, the cap right they, now. The past two years, Time to bust out that credit card. I've been I've been high on them for two years. <laughs> I have too, and I'm and I'm tired of it. Yeah, it's it, burned me both years. I, I want to see I want to see Herbert uh, excel. You want to see top players be top players, yeah. and he is that kind of guy. He's got some great talent around him, but then everyone starts getting injured, and it's ugly to watch again. And you know, Mike Williams can't stay healthy. No, nope. Keenan Allen's. I don't want to say he's near the end of his career, but he's pretty damn close to it, and he yeah. got hurt at the end of the year. Austin Eckler yeah. hit a wall. Well, I saw I heard an hit interview a with wall Austin last year this week because Tired. he had one run where he broke outside, and the fastest he could get to was like 13 miles an hour. We used to these guys hitting like 22, yeah, 23. Yeah. And then the interview, he's like, guys, my ankles were so taped up, I couldn't move my legs any faster if I had to. So, so he's running like injuries, a Yeah, basically. injuries yeah. did have an effect on that yeah. man, unfortunately. Yeah. He hit a wall at the end of the season because – I mean, his workload at the beginning was incredible. Yes, and he's not he a had, big guy. No, and this is this is the third straight year of getting that kind of workload. And and well, you know when you he's a quality receiving running back, but he's the only running back doing anything. Like you're not using him just for those plays. That'd yeah, be nice. Because, yeah. And they've drafted yeah. other running backs with like second and third round picks yeah. that just do not pan yeah. out. Yeah. It's pretty amazing, and just how bad they've been at getting another running back in there. Um, like the Bengals again. I mean, injuries aside, like they look like, oh fuck, they're fucking back, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Until about week eight or nine, like, oh shit, oh shit, and the injuries and start, the injuries start falling, yeah. you know. So it's tough to watch that happen too, and really you can't sucks. plan for that. You nope. know? Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. So congratulations to the Chiefs. However, let's talk about some Hall of Fame boys okay. because uh, yeah, 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 your boy's finally in. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. Oh, he should have been. He should have been fucking first balloter. Yes. Uh, so, the class this year is Dwight Freeney, defensive end, played uh, he uh, almost the entirety with the Colts. Yeah. He may have gone to another team at the very end. I do not remember right now. Devin Hester, who played for uh, the Bears for the most part, but also for the Falcons and for the Seahawks. We've got Andre Johnson, who spent his career with the Texans. Yeah. With a litany of quarterbacks that I could name, and you may not know, <laughs> there was there was David Carr, and I do have the right car. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, uh, Matt Schaub may have actually been the quarterback that performed the best it was for him his in best his career. career. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. The, I believe he was the second first round pick that the Texans ever made because Carr was the first one. Yeah. I think I think Andre Johnson was the next one. This is a guy that played on teams that had that liked a lot of talent. But Always produced. Yeah, he was an amazing player to You're watch. You're so fun to watch. Yeah, I was uh, surprised he actually got in so soon. Yep, because I love him, but I like the Texans. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. okay, it, it's nice that like you can be an impact player on a shit team, and like oh look, my hat at real does still speak for itself. You know, I, so I want to back up real quick because Devin Hester, and uh, it was so easy for us to jump past him. Because we've talked about him nonstop. We thought he was a lock first we, year. We've talked like about him nonstop ago? for the you past know? few years. And I just want to rehash what we said. And it comes back to that <clears throat> Deion Sanders quote of, it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Really Good. And my jacket should be a different color than some of these guys. You should be changing the game. And I think that's one of the things with Devin Hester that is worth pointing out. That he was so fucking good that... You had to scheme against him because he was going to run that yep. ball down your fucking throat. Yep. 
You had and to spend so much time practicing your secondary right. or your special team squad yes. right. when you fucking faced up against him. And that's and, and so it's easy for people to overlook him and be like, he's a special teams guy. But when you look at what he did, the game changed because of him. Yep. And to me, that's that tier level. You might not, you know, you might not know him from from you know catching and 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 you know uh, 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 rushing yards and things like that. But it shouldn't matter, yep. right? He changed the game. Yep. Deserves it. Now we can kind of stop talking about him because there he is, and he he got his due. Well, uh, I just want to point something out because yeah. you said he changed the game, and he did. Yeah. His retirement tweet. The very first line. Good news, Commissioner Goodell. You can put the kickoff back at the 30. <laughs> <laughs> wow, fucking perfect. perfect. Changed the game. They yeah. changed where you kick off from partly because of this man. Mm -hmm. And I remember, because last year when he didn't get in, Deion Sanders was asking about the Hall of Fame, and he's like, I said what I said. If you change the game, you should get in. He's like, which is why I do not understand. Yeah. How Devin Hester once again did not get in. This man mm -hmm. changed the game. When one of the, I'm going to say top five players of all time, and it's kind of hard when you start making these decisions on who's up there, but Dion, Neon Dion, mm -hmm. not Deion Sanders, Neon Dion was one of the greatest defensive players yeah. to ever put on yeah. a helmet. Yeah. When he says someone is deserving, I listen. Mm hmm. And. Mm -hmm. I am still shocked it took three he, rounds to get ahead. He well, is especially Deion Sanders, a cornerback who also played special teams. Yes. And enjoyed returning the ball a lot. Yep. Who yep. Astor broke his yep. return touchdown <laughs> record. We could come up with a slew of adjectives to talk about you know, braggadocious and you know I But one thing he is Or we could just go with too legit to quit because he was in that MC Hammer video. <laughs> yep. But but when he gives praise, it really feels properly placed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's. You could probably cherry pick something. Three his college coaching career. Uh, yeah, things are. Yeah, placed. things are. Yeah, yeah, this is. Uh, I do love him as a coach. NFL. Yes, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I love him yeah. as a college coach. I think oh, I do too. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Devin Hester. Um, Sorry, Andre Johnson. We we have and Andre Johnson. Yeah. Then we have Julius Peppers, one of the most freak athletes no. of all time. This is a man who, at I believe he was like six six, two hundred and seventy <laughs> pounds, could run down a wide receiver. He has. An interception return, I want to say, was 97 yards. Something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 159.5 sacks in his career. Fourth all-time when he retired. Did not ever win a Super Bowl, but that was not because of a lack of effort on his part. Uh, I remember when the Bears signed him for the four years they had him. That He was a defensive player of the year for the first two years yeah. they were discussing him. The man was an absolute monster and He helped put the Panthers changer. on the fucking map. He did. You he know? did. And Come he came on. out of North Carolina. Uh, football player and basketball player yeah. at North Carolina. Yeah. He was a pure... Obviously athlete. went there for basketball. <laughs> you don't go to North Carolina to be a football player, you know? Yeah, LT did. Yeah. Oh, did he really? Oh, yeah. LT was that? North Carolina. Yeah. That's impressive. So, I, some of the dirt over there. <laughs> I guess. Well, that sure. LT, I think it was the cocaine. <laughs> It's still in the dirt. <laughs> when he saw the white line, he didn't realize that was the end zone. <laughs> so he should have been a, a 80s cowboy player. 90s. He should have been at the White House with them. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, Julius Pepper is absolutely fantastic. We then have Patrick Willis. I believe his career was eight years. And I believe those included... Which is surprising, though. But five first-team yep. All-Pros, seven 
Pro Bowls in eight seasons. Defensive Rookie of the Year, 174 tackles in that season. This man, if you never watched him play, I cannot say enough how great of a linebacker he was. And had he played a, a full career of like 14 years, like some of these guys do, mm. uh, who knows where his statistics would have been. This is a man that retired because he chose to, sort of like uh, Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't that his team wasn't good, but it was yep. he decided to walk away while his brain was still functioning, while his he could still walk and run and do everything he wanted to. Yeah. He left the game on his terms. Absolutely when, fantastic pro. When uh, when you talk about Super Bowl wins as an accomplishment and how that factors into your Hall of Fame candidacy, on the defensive end, I don't like that. Um, I don't like that at all. I don't really like it overall. It, it is it, something to add to say, it, like, hey, I won three Super Bowls, but it's at, a team sport. Now when, you, now, when you're looking at someone like a quarterback and you look at their ability to... Uh, be a field general, right? It goes a long way to say, yes, there's also yeah, Super Bowls. Because there's a lot right? on your shoulders. But then yeah. you also have someone like Matt Stafford who, if he finished his career in Detroit, would would he, and, and he, let's say he never ever got a Super Bowl. He'd still um, be borderline for a Hall of Fame. Right. You can, you can get there. But you think that <clears throat> one year, his first year in L.A., and he gets one, you don't think that's going to help juice those odds? Yeah, and for yeah. a quarterback, I like that. Because you are a field general out there. Uh, outside of that, I don't like those discussions. You know, a wide receiver, what control do they have over their destiny? You know, yeah. uh, if you got the dropsies in the playoffs, that's going to look badly against you. Yeah. That You're going to have that stigma of you can't win in those big games. Like, yeah, so like Larry Fitzgerald had massive, huge, game-changing plays mm. in the playoffs. He just wasn't able to win a Super Bowl. Right, right. You know what? That's too bad because that Cardinals team was great with him and Kurt Warner, but yeah. they ran across a Steelers team that was amazing. So, yeah, I'm not going to hold it against him yeah. that he didn't yeah. win a Super Bowl. I just, I, but believe he was in the Super Bowl against the Ravens, where the power went right. out in Yo. the second half. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All that really weird stuff. Well, of course, the conspiracy theorists came jumping out. I mean, the game it. did change dramatically. It, it was it was like a video game reset. Like, hold on, hold on. We get, the stats are wrong here. We've got to reset them. You know. Well, what are you doing over there? Hold on. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah there we go. okay, we're ready to go now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have the, the uh, two guys picked by the senior committee. Now, these are people that may have gotten passed over by uh, sports writers or people that never actually watched the game back when these guys were playing. That the senior members, which is basically like the, 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 the members of the, of the Hall of Fame, these are players they think got passed yeah. over and should have gotten in. And I will admit, I did not know who this man was when mm-hmm. I heard the name. Randy Gratishar was apparently one of the lead linebackers for the Orange Crush defense for yeah. the for the uh, Broncos in the 70s and 80s. And that defense, <laughs> if you don't know, when a defense has a nickname... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Purple the, People Eaters. The Steel, mm-hmm. steel Curtain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The Orange Crush. Yep. Whatever yep. you want to call the Ravens. I mean, because like the 85 Bears, it's not a great nickname. But they're not remembered for anything on the offensive side other than Walter Payton mm-hmm. and Refrigerator getting a couple touchdowns. That was a defense. Yeah. So the Orange Crush was a fantastic defense back in the day. And this was one of the greatest linebackers they had. But they also had those beautiful vertically striped socks. Mm. <laughs> they also had God awful. They also had those awful. fantastic old Broncos helmets. Though. Yeah, the, that, yeah, that semi mentally impaired donkey. <laughs> 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 it looks so terrible. 
so terrible. But uh, the problem with these older defenses and things of that sort is that you don't always see what a defensive player does in yeah. a stat sheet. Because like now, it's like people like, like Radishar. It's like now the people that are voting for the seniors to get in the hall are like, mm-hmm. no, no, I played against that motherfucker. No, I don't ever want to play against that fucker again. He should be in the fucking hall, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because like, they start to tell their war stories of like yep. how yep. great these people were, usually defensive players. Yep. Because they don't have a highlight reel because they're not a, a you know a household name, unless that was your team, you know. Right. Exactly. Right. And like he right. was before my time, so I'm like, I didn't know his name until like later on. You listen to like Carl Mecklenburg and shit, and they're like talking about their heroes from old Broncos yeah. and yeah. stuff. Like, the albino oh, rhino yeah. was yeah. that his name? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Carl Mecklenburg. He was a beast. I remember him. Yeah. Seventy seven. Like, right. And then yeah. And then yeah. like when YouTube finally came out, you can see videos of these people like. Oh, that's a bad motherfucker. This is fucking cool, you bad. know? Uh, an edge rusher, uh, a, uh, a cornerback, you know, safeties. They're the uh, skill players of the of the defense. They're the household names, you know? It's a tricky term, but yeah. Um, yep. you, you do get a few linebackers that stand out. Um, and I think now we're so surrounded by media that it's easier to pick them out. Oh, definitely. Back then, yeah. you know... You only you only knew what was regionally broadcast to you, yep. or yep. what the newspaper or Sports Illustrated when that came around, uh, what they actually printed. Oh, it was a far different thing for knowing who all these players right. were back right. in those days. Sports, Absolutely. Sports Center comes out, and now you can talk about a linebacker. Yeah, right. Look at look how good this linebacker is. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yes, absolutely worthy. And then the last man, uh, Mongo Steve McMichael, uh, defensive tackle for the. Played for the Patriots, was drafted by them in the third round for one season when he came out of University of Texas. Uh, then spent all but one year with the Bears his very last season. He played with the Packers, which I heard a funny Traitor. interview with him because a lot of Bears fans probably come up to me like, why did you go to play for them? And he's like, listen, it was the last year of my career. I was terrible. But they offered me a lot of money, so I went and stole that money, put it in my pocket, and I didn't do a thing worthwhile. <laughs> so he was like a plant. Well, yeah, which I thought was great. Uh, he did finish with 95 sacks when he retired. It was the most sacks by a defensive tackle in the history of the NFL. Granted, that's a little skewed because they didn't start counting sacks until the 60s or 70s. Mm. But absolutely but fantastic. Of players anyone alive now would really know of. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but a fantastic defensive tackle for his time in the league. Uh, also, got into professional wrestling after he was done. Really? Yep. He was in the WWF after he retired from football. Yeah, okay, that was when I was really watching wrestling. Yeah. I must have seen him do it before. Mongo. Was that just his stage name? That yeah, they called him that because of the uh, player, because of the uh, the character from uh, Blazing Saddles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a big old tough country some bitch. Also, right now fighting ALS, uh, likely oh. due to his uh, time playing. Um, Actually, in the hospital right now. Uh, hopefully, recovering. The, the all the reports are that he's doing okay. Uh, his wife said he is fighting to be there for his induction. So, all right. Well, hopefully, let's go. hopefully he makes it. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so those are the two guys that made it this year. Uh, I would like to discuss though a little bit the ones that did the ones that didn't. So let me like pull a certain up. Uh, Chargers tight end. I am in shock that Antonio Gates like, was not at first fuck? ballot. <laughs> like okay, so Eric Allen, defensive back uh, for the Eagles, Saints, and the like Raiders. Him too. He was Shit, a very you know? good defensive back. Uh, Jared Allen did not make it. Defensive end for the Chiefs, Vikings, Bears, and Panthers. Uh, Willie Anderson. Outstanding offensive tackle for the Bengals and the Ravens. Jari Evans, outstanding offensive lineman for the Saints. Rodney Harrison, 
Yeah, Great defensive that, back yeah. for the Chargers and Patriots. Was considered to be a dirty player in his career. So that yeah, might like be holding hurt it, you. Yeah. Being hurt a little bit. Torrey Holt, who in the 2000s had more receiving yards than almost anybody. Uh, then you have Fred Taylor, fantastic running back for the Jaguars. Reggie Wayne, not much you can't say about him as a wide receiver yeah, for the Colts. Yeah. And then Darren Woodson, safety for the Cowboys. Um, I am just shocked, absolutely shocked, that Antonio Gates was not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Where do you put him in all-time rankings? When he retired? Because when okay. he retired... When he little, retired, yes. Because well, that would now be i got to say right? Gronk and Kelsey are above him, but right. that's kind of unfair. Cause yeah. I don't want to say he's the guy that reinvented the tight end position, but he was fucking right there. You I, know? I mean, yeah. He was the first of those, at least that they made a big deal out of, college basketball players yeah. becoming like NFL players. You have the height, the strength, and the speed? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, right, so like... Okay, so guys that have played since then... Um, there's a couple that are pretty fucking talented. Yeah. Okay, but that's that shouldn't matter. No. Right. I mean, he's the he was the archetype for all these yeah. tight yeah. ends that yeah. we see now. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine in ten, twelve years, like if fucking Travis Kelsey is not a first ballot Hall of Famer? No. I also can't People imagine Rob Gronkowski not you know, being a first yeah. ballot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I get it. Like, it should be tough to be a first ballot, but we're also talking like as we've discussed, yeah. Deion Sanders, like. These are players that change the game. Now, Gronk is more, if we're going to, because right, let's go ahead and bring his name up, because he is, in my mind, probably the best tight end in NFL history. He was also a much better blocker than Kelsey or Antonio yep. Gates is. Yep. Gates, to me, was like the first of those. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I guess, I don't remember. Tony Gonzalez was a, around during his time also. Gonzalez and Gates were those basketball players that were very good boxing out, doing those kinds of things yep. that work out very well yep. for catching the ball in the NFL. And they are very similar, I think. Gates didn't have as many catches as Gonzalez. That's a really fair I would comparison. say both of them yeah. are just Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. ballot tight ends. Yeah. Because they were, during their time, there was no other tight ends you were discussing in the yeah. league. Oh, no. Yeah. In their prime. Mm-hmm. Those were the top two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when he retired, I mean, pardon me, I'm going to say Ditka is up there. He was one of the best tight ends of all time. His rookie year, actually, is the measuring board for whether or not a rookie tight end is really great or not. Because <laughs> only Jeremy Shockey, um, uh, the kid for uh, Laporta for the Lions, and one other guy has ever come close to the In numbers season. Yeah. That, that, mm-hmm. that, that Mike Dicka did. Now, granted, he never got close to those numbers again because it was mm-hmm. the 60s. Yeah. And yeah, they right. just didn't throw the ball. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say... Antonio Gates is right up there. He's yeah. It, but if you're going to talk before Gronk and Kelsey, he's top four. Yeah. If not higher. Ozzie Newsom. Yeah. yeah. Dick. Uh, Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates of the of my time. But, I mean, you could say um, tight end uh, for the Giants. He didn't have huge numbers, but he was Bavaro. Oh yeah. Mark Bavaro oh, was yeah. just a no, beast, and he, he blocked. He was only a beast for like four years, though. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the other problem. Jeremy Shockey was great, but he got hurt yeah, all the thing, time. Yeah. Well, that, that's that's kind of my point, though, is that you look at wh- how that tight end game changed, and he's a part of that change. Absolutely, right? yeah, and, it, uh, it was almost like an emergency dump off, right? And it right. slowly became like, oh, we can actually use them as mm-hmm. like as a what was the term used earlier? 
um, uh, a skill player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, yes. Like, oh, he's not just a blocker. Yeah, like, I can yeah. get him the ball, and he can but, run over it, a cornerback or a safety if they're it, not big enough. It's like, funny. I can't even... Like, I wouldn't have ever thought that a tight end wasn't a skill player. Now, they, they are. They're, that's a skill position. Now, you have guys that might specialize in certain things. When you've got a... You know, three you tight ends on the field. Tight ends. Exactly. You Absolutely. got three tight ends. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and they're all 6'3", 250 pounds. The gunslinger one. Let's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, some whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need some whiskey over here. Sorry. <laughs> whiskey, whiskey stat. stat. Um, but that's a, that was a change in the shift saying, hey, yeah. we can use these guys. Those those routes that, that you would usually have, you know, a slot receiver doing, oh, have that tight end roll off a screen. And boom, they're wide open, and then they're fast enough yeah. to put to put twenty yards yeah. out there. Fuck yeah! Well, also with someone like Antonio Gates, who is six seven or six eight, you're down in the goal line, down in the red zone. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Let me throw it to my basketball and, and, player that can out jump yeah. anybody next to him, that can box mm-hmm. out. Let's throw it right underneath the fucking uprights, and he can pull and haul it in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, he ran a four five. My God, unfair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I this is the player to me that I was most shocked didn't get in. Now, of the name, the people that did get in, it's one of those hard discussions. Like, okay, well, who do you kick out to put him in? Yeah, that's yeah. where the discussions get yeah. really weird, and yeah. that's why first ballots are so difficult, in my opinion. And I get like, and again, I'm biased. I think uh, Antonio Gates opening up the coaching playbook. For uh, my boy Shannon Sharp to be how amazing he was, right? You know, Shannon Sharp is another one you'd have Shannon to consider. Sharp's there. Not, a, not a great blocker, you know? but a fucking amazing yep, receiver yep. of the ball. And when he had to, he could positionally, mm-hmm. but not, make I some mean, blocks, not, but he's not, not an inline. For it. Yeah. yeah, but he also wasn't like I mean, like so many of Tony Gonzalez's um, good touchdowns came because. He fucking made a penalty, and it wasn't called. Mm-hmm. He was so good about knocking down whoever was covering him and getting away with it. I'm like, oh, it's a skill. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like Harden doesn't travel. He just breaks the right up to the fucking edge of the rule, and that's how he gets away with mm-hmm. it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. he didn't fucking cheat. Yeah. And Tony Gonzalez was so fucking good at that. I'm like, uh, you know. And when you've got... For those of you that might think he's talking trash about Gates there, it's because he's a Broncos fan and had to watch this man oh, go against his team. So many times. <laughs> so many times. <laughs> when, you're, when you're 50 pounds heavier than the guy covering you... And uh, you're like four inches taller. A little a little bump goes a long yep, way. Yep. Yep. And I'm sorry, it it seems also a little... Contact might knock someone down. It seems a little man. unfair oh, to... Yeah. To penalize someone for just being that much bigger. And that was before the day that, you know, a defensive player would be like, oh, you know, yeah. do the full-on Ginobili flop. I you mean, know? yeah, that's definitely, uh, <laughs> get a little attention over here. The Vladi Ginobili flop? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, listen, Philip Rivers would have had a good career without Antonio Gates. He had a great career because of Antonio Gates, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. Um, just a phenomenal yeah. player. Absolutely phenomenal. And like, I, I'm, I don't want to take away from Gronk, but like, if he didn't have Brady all those years, would we even fucking know who Rob Gronkowski is? We would. Yeah. I think we would. Um, he was just so goddamn fast, so goddamn athletic. Um, he was also the at, at probably the, the best run blocker on that team. At, at the which same is time, crazy. having having a cerebral quarterback like Tom Brady able to 
able to know where a caveman is going to be probably helps. Probably helps. Absolutely. And how much and of it is an act? I don't was, know. He was reliable. Grunt catch. You know? Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. Antonio Gates, when he played, uh, I know they had some decent wide receivers with the Chargers then, but he was, in my opinion, the primary weapon on the field, which translates directly to the Super Bowl we just saw mm-hmm. with Travis Kelsey led that team in receptions. Nine catches yep, for 90 yep. yards, I'm from He's correct. their lead receiver, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And the offense that Antonio Gates and I think also Tony Gonzalez, the fact that they were able to be focal points, helped transition to where the Patriots like, oh, hell yeah, we could do that. Mm-hmm. And now by continuation, the Chiefs were also, well, yep. we got this fucking phenomenal athletic guy too mm-hmm. playing tight end. We could do this with him. Like, yep. I think these things all build into changing it. So... Antonio Gates, to me, is one of those guys that changed the game. It changed the perception of what a tight end yep. is capable of. Yeah. Because, yeah, when I started playing fantasy football, tight end was like, oh, I don't give a fuck, just give me any of them. Like, I'm going to hope I get three catches, 25 yards, maybe a <laughs> touchdown. Like, who, who the fuck is this guy with 17 tutties? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? right. like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. now, now, there's a couple tight ends that you're taking maybe first round. There's a, there's, I mean, you're taking... You're taking Kelsey first round. There's a good. It's, it's depending tough. on where you, you are after this season. Depending he had on, a little bit of an off. But, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but I mean, like, depending on where like, you are, you actually you see, know. like, okay, what do I? Where's my draft order? Okay, are yeah. they available yeah, second yeah. round or you know? Right. You yeah. You're not if you're if you're top one or two pick in your fantasy draft, you're probably not taking Kelsey. Yeah, you shouldn't. But if you're five or six. You kind of look ahead at what everyone's grabbing. You might, you might. Oh, if fucking you know? Laporta's available in the fifth round next season, I'm probably snapping up Laporta. Be. You know, oh, no. I'd say third. Well, round it depends on like what yeah. teams you draft yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, it doesn't matter who you're drafting with. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. The leagues that I'm in, yeah, yeah, he ain't gonna be there in the fifth. He's been there for like ten years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I still think Tory Holt's a guy that has an argument that he should be in the in the Hall of Fame. Right, here's a guy. I do too. I do too. Um, the thing that is tough though is the offensive line. Because um, there are no stats. You just have yeah, to go off yeah. of listening to defensive players say, I am so glad I don't ever have to go against that motherfucker again. True. And Jari Evans, for the the Saints for the most part, in one year with the Packers, was that kind of offensive lineman. Where he just beat the shit out of the defensive players. And so was Willie Anderson. But... Again, it's so difficult for offensive linemen to get in because of the lack of stats. Rodney Harrison is one that still has me a bit confused. I kind of figured he'd be in by now. You know, if they wait till like his last year of eligibility, I mean, he'll it's still be happy. But but it's got to be getting close, right? Mm. Like three years, maybe somewhere around there. Like, and like I'm not a Colts fan by any means, but I'm like, you watch that team play, or like, fuck, fuck, you know? I know. It's really tough. Like, but again, like, who are you going to kick out? And, like, Jared Allen, I think, was a very good player. I'm not sure I consider him a Hall of Famer. I think he's right on the edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Cowboys dude. Um, Darren Sharper? Darren Woodson, I mean? That one was a little surprising. And I, I am, you know, you know. Very anti- much not a Cowboys fan. Our group's anti-Cowboy fan, you know. But, like, come on. Really? Really? Like, oh. Yeah. It's surprising. It really is. But you know, to 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 uh, to speak a, a little against Deion Sanders, I think there's some value to keeping the inductees 
to those low numbers that they have because it is going to make those oh. really, really tough yeah. decisions. Yeah. And now that keeps it to a more elite category. There is an argument that the Baseball Hall of Fame, while I do mm-hmm. think it's a Byzantine and fucked up way that baseball does it sometimes, like, I'm sorry. Pete Rose has like 4,000 reasons he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I realize that he did break the rules, and he bet on his team to win. If you can prove to me that he bet on his team to lose, I will wholeheartedly say yeah. that man does oh, not yeah. belong in the Hall yeah, of Fame. They've been looking. They can never no. find a shred of that. Yeah. yeah, He bet on his team to win. And he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that fucking would either. No! You know? That he, man is a... Charlie Hustle yeah. tells me... That yeah. nickname tells me everything I need to know. That mm-hmm. man did anything he had to to win the game. Yep. I do not... It's, it is way past So, time. But because yeah. of that, like, but when, like, there's years where the baseball Hall of Fame is like, yeah, nobody's getting in. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Andrew Jones, the best defensive outfielder in my lifetime? <laughs> and I realize I don't watch a lot of baseball, but even I can recognize that many gold gloves, plus he could hit, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. When Matt what knows is, a baseball player, yeah, right? he should probably like, be in the Hall yes. of Fame. You yep. know? <laughs> like, and if he's not, your voting process is a joke. It, yep. So that's why I do like the NFL. Like, We are going to have five inductees. There yeah. will be someone from the senior committee. I agree. Yeah. And I like it. And I realize that Dion is right in the regards that you need to be careful still. You need to make sure that these guys are worthy. But it is not just... Okay, yes, it absolutely de- it depends on them having had the career and the talent. It is also a money thing. It is the NFL, because this is... I don't know if y'all ever been to Ohio to go to the Hall of Fame. I it is amazing. I it is a very cool experience. I've never been there when they're inducted. I just mm-hmm. went to visit. It's an amazing experience. And you need to do that because it helps to foster growth in the game and also to teach younger people about these guys that played yeah. and the history of the game. Mm-hmm. It is so important. And I think Cooperstown... I think you're doing it a detriment by not having at least one inductee every yeah. year. And I think the NFL is right in the way that they do this. In the fact that we will have five. Now, a few years ago for like their 100th year, mm-hmm. they had a larger class to get some of these guys that are waiting a long time in. I also don't have a problem with that. It's your 100th year of existence. Mm-hmm. You absolutely mm-hmm. should be doing this. something to yeah. celebrate yep. this. Yep. So, I don't know, like... Especially all the players that, like, there weren't a lot of stats that we were keeping, you know? It, or were so long ago that only these real nerds about football know who the fuck they were yeah. that somehow didn't get in. It's worthwhile. Yeah. It, baseball is, is built on this pomp and circumstance that, that is going away, that it just isn't as valued anymore, and they're stuck in that. Who was it for the Yankees that wasn't a unanimous just because someone said, well, Derek, we can't Derek have Jeter. unanimous. Like, come on, man. Derek Jeter. And then the following year... Um, uh, Mo got unanimous. Oh my yeah. god! If Mariano yeah. Rivera hadn't been a unanimous vote, I yeah. don't know what I would have and, and done. Like, because, I'm not a Yankees fan, but that might have happened because of the Jeter one. But you know, he—that's true. He actually changed <coughs> the game. <coughs> oh yeah, <clears throat> the relief pitcher became. Yeah, now uh, every team has nine of them. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> right now the, no one is as feared as him. But you know that—that that was the that yeah. changed the game. So, and. Listen, when you heard Enter Sandman, you knew exactly what was about to oh, come at you. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> that slider. Yeah. And you were still aren't going to hit it. More yeah. people have been on the moon than got a fucking run off that man in the playoffs. And it shouldn't impact Hall of Fame, but, like, post-retirement, he is nothing but a joy to be around any fucking baseball game. Yeah. It could be a fucking Savannah Bananas game, and he's going to hoot and holler and talk about it and research mm-hmm. it and understand what's going on, have good insights to the game, mm-hmm. and, like... It's not important for Hall of Fame, but like it shows what kind of character he had right, right, his right. entire career. You but, know? but baseball values character 
really, really high. And that's, you that's know... the Pete Rose thing, I yeah. mean, and, and, and that also... Well, and Derek Cheater, he was really nice about the care packages. He left for his one-night stand, so it goes a long way. It goes a long way. Speaking of uh, Hall of Fame votes and character, does Ben Roethlisberger have it held against him that he definitely pled guilty to sexual assault? Or at least settled out of court so he wouldn't have to be found guilty? I, th- I think it's held against him... Really? Because his last game, I do remember the announcers going, think about him for as great of a career as he's had. That's an even better man. Sure you want your daughter sitting next to you when you say that kind of shit? I don't think he was that great of a quarterback. I, I don't even know that he's... he's. I mean, not just stats. Hall of Fame worthy either, I don't to think be honest. So, you know? um, I guess we'll see when, when his time comes. I mean, he's how many more years until he's eligible? It's, he retired two years ago? I think yeah. five more years. Okay. Was it only two years ago? I think so. Fuck. Well, yeah, because no, they've it been... It feels like longer. No, they, they, yeah, they, it's been only two years without him. Oh, shit. Because they've struggled with Pickett for yeah, yeah. the past two years. Fuck, yeah, yeah it was right yeah. from him to yeah. Pickett, yeah. yeah. Fuck, that seems like it was longer ago. I know. Oh, it was seven years since he was relevant. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm stuck <laughs> His on. His arm was a limp <laughs> noodle. Yeah. Oh, it was rough. <laughs> for the last couple years. It was years. rough. Listen, Deontay Johnson loved it, though. Like, I can get open for five yards. And he did, and he peppered yeah. him with those targets. Yeah, I could do five. Yeah, yeah. No, so like I had a, a student last semester that was writing about, uh, like one of the wrestlers write write about whatever the fuck they want, mm-hmm. like write about something you care about, something you're passionate about. I want to see your thoughts. I want to see how you write. Blah blah blah. And uh, he wrote about uh, NFL quarterbacks, and his favorite quarterback, shocking, is Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's like of course it is. Like. It's like, you were never in Kansas City, you never lived around there, but you're the right age mm-hmm. to be a mm-hmm. fucking Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. fan. Totally checks out. Totally makes sense. Part of the essay was about how, as good as Patrick Mahomes is, he will never be as good as Dan Marino. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. who the fuck wrote this essay? You're fucking 18. You got you a 50-year-old You did not class? write about Dan Marino. Your dad wrote this part, you know? And I, like, we'd like, I, I didn't think that immediately. It was like, oh, that's fucking weird. Talked to him during class. I'm like, dude loves fucking watching old NFL clips on YouTube. Nice. And he was like, looking at stats are so easy. And then you go back and you watch game tape from them. You're like, this guy was fucking incredible. It was yeah. like, ah, oh, the future is in good hands, you know? And he was an Ace Ventura. <laughs> that goes a long way with help. me. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. <laughs> Again, though, like, it's a team sport. So the lack of Super Bowls, like, listen, I'm not going to hold that against Warren Moon. Yeah, I mean, it sucks, but Warren Moon and Dan Marino yeah. might have been the best pure passers that this league has ever seen as far as just being able to throw that rock on a rope anywhere they fucking wanted to. Right. I saw a TikTok I where, mean, like... And also every, the most beautiful spirals you will ever I, watch. I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is is in that conversation. Being able to throw a rope from any angle, anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Patrick Mahomes thinks Dan Marino is the best quarterback ever in the NFL. I, you know what? And, like, I love that fucking humility. That, you know? I, I mean, I imagine you have to think... You have to carry yourself with a lot of confidence out there. Um, but if you always think there's someone out there that was better... And that keeps you motivated. Fuck yeah! That's championship mentality. Yep, yep. That's what that is. You know, that's having a shitty season and coming back and beating the Niners in overtime to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, I will say, like during the season, he did say, "We'll figure this offense out." And yeah. it took a while, and their offense never really exploded like it had in the past. Yeah, but they definitely though. got a lot better in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And I do love also after the game, they said, "What are you gonna do?" He's like, "Well, I'm gonna enjoy this for a couple days." But like, I, I, listen, I've talked to Tom Brady, and you know what? Enjoy it for a couple days. Start getting ready to do it next year. Yeah, like, that's. That's the mentality. 
Mm-hmm. I want to see drunk Patrick Mahomes try to throw a Super Bowl trophy across water. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting point. I had that is my that. favorite throw Tom Brady has ever made. Uh, and I realize that we're having a lot of fun here, but also a uh, quick little melancholy. Very sorry, and uh, I, I hope everyone's okay after the shooting that oh, occurred. Fuck, I know during what the the, the parade, which apparently was just a disagreement between a couple of people that turned to guns being pulled. Kids, I realize it's something that's from Friday, but like, just put up your fist. Because you live to fight another day that way. There's no reason, no disagreement can be so bad between children mm. that a gun is necessary. Yeah. Yep. So. So fucking pointless. We'll uh, raise a glass to yeah. the to the folks in Kansas City, and yeah. I hope you're all doing well. Because what a horrible thing to have happen. Absolutely. Although there was some cool stories that came out of it. Uh, one of the linemen for the Chiefs saw a kid crying and freaked out, and he just sat with him until his parents got there. Kept him calm. Ah, oh, good people. That's what you like to hear. Yep. 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 Okay, this is a little off the cuff here, but I got to see two guys that played for the Bears get in this year. So I'm curious on y'all's part, who the next player from the team that you root for, Giants for Scotty, <laughs> Broncos for, for Brian, either should be getting in, should have already gotten in, or you think will just be the next one to get in? Oh, my God. I am... I mean, I'm pretty sure Eli will be the next one that gets in for oh. you. I realize you have your issues with Eli, but he didn't get you two Super Bowl wins. Yeah, but again, like, I don't... He did change the game so much as he proved that Tom Brady could be beaten in a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Do they have to <laughs> currently play for my team? Yeah, just someone that you think should be getting in next for your team. Jason Elam. Kicker. Oh, wow. Okay. I Drunk kicker, too. Yep, yep, yep. And it's sad I have to reach to that. Yeah, I'm 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 struggling to think of that right now because you don't I'm think I, Von Miller. He's been such a fucking bust in Buffalo. Injuries do occur, even when he well, post injury, not really coming back. You know, Perhaps is he really healed? Yeah. Oh, uh, if you able to play like those four years, yeah, yeah. You know, like honestly, now, no. You know, I mean, Mister Unlimited, maybe. I think he's hella very good, but maybe he's he's got a little bit more to to. He's got to rebuild his career. Yeah, yeah. That's the the, the problem is, and it won't be when you when you fall team, yeah. when you fall. Now you've got to pick yourself back yeah, that's up. A big fall. Uh, yeah. That's a big fall that he had. But I yeah I to be honest I'd have to look back because there's got to be someone who is there's got to be someone like on the O line or D line kind of thing like that I'm just not recalling off the top of my head. Um, I do think that those. Uh, uh, on the Super Bowl team, um, there are some O-line guys that deserve a lot of credit. Absolutely. A lot of credit. Yep. And if I was going to pick one that I thought should from the Bears, I would probably go with Olin Krutz. He made six or seven Pro Bowls as a center. Mm. That's so rare. Centers almost never get like there's in. There's maybe ten in the entire fucking hall. Yeah. You know? Considering it's the, the offensive lineman that calls all your protections. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That quarterback must most fucking trust. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ask me again in like five years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Akeem Talib? See, I like him, not Hall of Fame. Okay. You know? I mean, Sertan was trending that way, and no, no, you know. Like, all of them, like, had a good three-year window but, that just never fucking really Sertan's numbers this year were pretty damn good. Yeah, but not Hall of Fame good, uh, you know. I mean, different quarterback, a few yeah, more years, yeah, who knows, yeah. you know. 
Okay, uh, before we get into our thoughts on the draft, before we wrap this up, I would like to go through with just the worst, if y'all have any, just the worst for this week. Um, just the worst, I'm trying to think about what in the Super Bowl I thought was really rough. Mm. We had to see Taylor Swift for almost a whole minute. No, I don't. You know what? That is what I have, I, I have two just the worst now. Because I will say, and I think we brought this up last week, or two weeks ago when you and I were doing Probably, the show. Probably, yeah. Um, okay, I get it. If you're not a fan of her music, and I am not, so don't, don't even hear what that I'm not saying here. That is not a fan of Taylor Swift's music. But I see Jack Nicholson courtside oh. at every Lakers game I watch. Oh, Oh, if Bill Murray, and if Bill Murray or, shows up yeah. at a Bears game, he's going to be shown on TV multiple times. Did, in L.A., when it comes to basketball games, it's a status symbol. It's a status yeah. symbol to get a ticket to the game. Much less court on the court side. I, yeah. Right. It just that's that's so much of it. A friend of mine who who used to live out there, and she was saying like, it didn't matter that you were a fan of the game. It was that you were going to the game. That's what mattered yeah, more it's than like anything a red else. Carpet event, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And even even That's if you're just that LA culture. Thing okay, I even had, even yeah. if you're oh I'm just a, I work in marketing out there. It didn't matter. Like yo tickets to the game, like you're cool because of it. Yeah. Um. So we see that culture all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking Drake is out on the floor at Raptors games. Yep. You know. Like, oh, all the he's time. He's walking yep. on the court. Spike Lee at Knicks games. A little far. Right? Uh, same thing. He's kind of a dick sometimes, a little too far. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, his whole thing with, with Reggie Miller was definitely a yeah. bit too Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But, but it caused a lot of free publicity for the NBA. Yep. And listen, if you don't like seeing people being shown, fine. I don't want to hear any complaints if they don't show any fans at all. Listen, I don't care who it is they show celebrating. It's someone enjoying the team doing well. Oh, I'll tell you what. The clips they did show of her, she was partying balls. Oh, yeah. 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 She hammered a fucking drink. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They caught that. Of course, I guarantee there was a camera trained on, oh, on that no, box the like, whole time. Go, but, go. And they probably an override button just yo, for that for yeah, the producers. Oh my God, of course. Yeah. Okay, but so I, I don't I don't have a problem with that. Um, if they would have been filming her in the in the, the championship game, yeah. we would have missed out on all that glorious Jason Kelsey footage. Oh, yeah. Right? Because if they hadn't had the camera pan there... would the world be without that? That was I, amazing. It's very know? true. <laughs> oh, that uh, man is a fucking national treasure. He's he's a man of the people. He is. He truly is. Because does he not... Yeah. When he, like, I've listened to their podcast quite a bit. And i got to tell you, like they just seem like a couple guys... I would love to sit down yeah. and have a fucking yeah. beer and shoot the shit with them. So this no, is, I want to talk to the third one. All right, so my, my just the worst <laughs> is, a, is a weird combo. Because uh, the realization that... Um, I'm of the age that that knows who is performing in the halftime show and their music from <laughs> from my generation. That realization was a bit rough, you know, like because I, I wouldn't say that I was a huge Usher fan at all. Um, the first couple songs I didn't recognize, but then all of a sudden you're like. Uh, Lil John's out there, right? Yeah, Will yeah. I Am's out well, there. Well, I remember a few months ago, I told you guys like I can't name a single Usher song, and you're like, you're lying. You know one, yeah. And you played the one with uh, with Lil John. I was like, I truly thought that yeah. was a, a Lil John song. Oh, yeah. yeah, I had no idea that was actually an Usher song. <laughs> right. But then some someone is like, I hey, look at CeeLo Green. I'm like, that's Jermaine Dupri. Jermaine Dupri. Ah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know? But it looks just like fucking CeeLo. Oh, it looks like why was he wearing like an Amish fucking little kid going to elementary <laughs> yeah. school's yeah. outfit? But fucking I, Alicia Keys. 
Still fucking smoking ass hot too. Oh my god! Tell me god. about it. But that realization. But it's also did that uh, not hit a few years, a couple years ago when all of the L.A. rap group. I, but it didn't. Scene was it out didn't. There? Like, it but didn't, that, that felt like a throwback. This one was like, oh fuck, this is just the generation. It's you know, because know? because Usher. Because well, yeah, when we were kids, it's like, why the fuck are we listening? Oh look, Steely Dan's out there. You Clearwater. Know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did they ever do a halftime show? Uh, Fogarty did a couple, did a half, did both halftime shows, the AFC and NFC, a few years ago. Like they flew them from one to the other, so he could do both halftime. That's funny. Uh, uh, the Stones, I think, did one. Yeah, yeah, like last ten years or so. Prince did yeah. a fantastic. Yeah. I'm not even a big Prince fan. Yeah. I I respect the man. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge fan the, of most. The of weekend work. one was really good. But well, that was an excellent well one. Done and that production. was actually a yeah. current popular person. Right. Oh, sorry, right. we're losing your points, Scott. No, I'm no, sorry. no. But yeah. I. I you know, Usher was, the, it, it, he was there because it was a 20-year-old album. He felt old. It was, right, yeah. So, like, that's my just the worst. That, but, like, that being said, uh, the big shift to that is because they gave Rock Nation, Jay-Z's company, control of the halftime show. Awesome. Oh. That in the past four or five years, um, because just there were so many people that are like, man, you guys are missing the mark big time on this. Like who and, do you think is watching this? And it was yeah. it was this whole thing about like they would they would have their top five people and they would go down the list and they'd be like, Well, we asked so and so and they don't want to do it. <coughs> so how about you? And you don't get paid for it. Yeah, you gotta most people lose money. You got a production yeah. budget. Yeah. But a lot of these yeah, artists paid for it. are putting yeah. their name like they're putting their own money out there too. Yeah. Um but now Rock Nation is running it and it's it's upping the game a little bit on who they're bringing out there. And it's it. I'm, there's a lot of people that say I don't know any of these people. It's you know not a good show for me, but like, but it's a good show for who? Wh- which group do, were you trying to capture? Yeah, yeah, you know, if you're 70 and you don't like the halftime show, it's not for you. It's not for you. It's a, this is this, everyone is watching this. Well, remember, you're gonna watch the game anyways. I remember a few years. Everyone's ago, watching this. Make it a show for I remember everyone. A few years ago, when Beyonce was on, and people were complaining because they were all wearing all black, like they were like Black Panthers, like. Fuck is wrong with this country right now? Like, it's a halftime show. Yeah. It's a music production. Like, yeah. what is the complaints I hear from you? Like, listen, I was not an Usher fan. I thought that was a perfectly good halftime show. The fact that they were roller skating around like that scene from Family Guy was a little <laughs> yes. weird. But you know what? Fuck it. Do you know about one of the roller skater dancers? That she, lied on her resume. Yes, I saw. I saw her TikTok. What? Because she she fell off the stage. Yes, on, on camera she fell. Off, which I didn't see it. I didn't notice it during the show. It's a great I'm so much happier right now to find someone with cell footage on TikTok and, that had it. I'm like, so she, oh, yes. she fucking did. She jumped on. She goes, "That was me." She was. I was always told, "Say yes." Yeah. She was a dancer. Can you do this? She'll, yep. And right, horses, the, roller skate. You fucking check but all the, the yes the boxes. The problem is, and she's like, "There's things that like she had like 48 hours to prepare." Right, because she like someone <laughs> she someone, was a replacement. She was a replacement, <laughs> and she fell off the stage. And yep, Jesus, yep. thank God that didn't happen last year with with uh, was it Rihanna over the air? Oh yeah, over the air. Holy hell, man! <laughs> but Ooh, I love that'd have been bad. Hey, fuck it. She performed at a Super Bowl halftime show. Good on her. Yep. You know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And and uh, um, a woman on one of the poles fell down the pole too. Oh, I didn't oh see that one. Yeah, yeah, she really? was like halfway up the pole and like dropped down. Oh, oh my god. No. See, that's why you hire real strippers. They know how to do it. <laughs> they're in Vegas. How could you not find someone everywhere. who can handle the pole? Oh, they're all fucking working. That's it's the hilarious. busiest weekend of the oh, yeah, year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want Super Bowl money. No, you want post Super Bowl yeah, money. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brian, give us your just the worst because mine is not Super Bowl related. <clears throat> um, well, I have two. Okay. One is Super Bowl related. Uh, one, 
this was the golden opportunity to give a kicker the MVP. Harrison Bucker, kicker for the fucking Chiefs, mm-hmm. scored 52% of the Chiefs' points, kept them in the game the entire fucking time, mm-hmm. made overtime possible, and fucking nothing. Fucking nothing. That's a good one, Because Harrison Bucker is not a sexy quarterback. That is a... He's that a little is white a, boy who's been an amazing kicker all season long he's, for He's one of the best out all there. All career long for them, you know? And yep. fucking nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Fucking just the worst. Yeah. That was your one chance to truly give it to someone. That, well, not the one chance. Lots of kickers deserve the MVP, yeah. you know? <laughs> but like, but yeah, uh, he had a 56-yard? 50, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my God. Super Bowl record. Yeah. 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 I mean, not record record. Super Bowl record. Mm-hmm. It fucking matters. But, ah, uh, fuck that. Because in the end, Patty Mahomes got it done. I do remember a couple weeks ago when we did this, I said Rasheed Rice is a one of the dark horse. I was like, listen, in all likelihood, if the Chiefs win, it's Patrick Mahomes getting it. But it'd be a lot cooler for Rasheed yep, Rice. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Or even Travis Kelsey. But... The head is the head that lies the crown, as they say. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean... We actually went through like the the defensive players that have gotten in. It's happened more recently than you think. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for a special teamer to get it, like I don't think since Desmond Howard as yeah, a special teamer yeah. got it. But Desmond Howard. Yeah, when he was with the uh, the Packers when they played against the Patriots, he had a punt return for a touchdown. You're thinking of Juwan Howard? Juwan no, basketball? No, no, no. Not Des. Not Desmond Howard. Like that's the yeah. basketball player. No, Desmond Howard. Juwan Howard's a basketball player. Juwan right? Howard's about. I'm thinking yeah. of a basketball player. Yeah, 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 My bad. Yeah, yeah, My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Desmond yeah. Howard, kick returner in yeah. the NFL. Yeah, he was a wide receiver also. One Heisman at Michigan. Yes. Yes. He was okay. the MVP yeah, yeah. of the one where it's Brett Favre <laughs> versus um, oh, uh, Drew Bledsoe. Well, when the Big Tuna finally got another team yeah, to the Super Bowl yeah. that wasn't the Giants. <laughs> uh, okay, well, was your second? Just My other one. Um, it is un-FL related, but oh. it is just the worst. Okay. And it's, in general, um, celebrities, athletes, people that have a voice out in the world mm-hmm. that talk shit without knowing what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am... Is that is that yours? I, no, but Cheryl Swoops is oh, talking trash on... I am on, talking uh, about Cheryl Swoops. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she went on a podcast and was bitching for like 20 minutes straight about Caitlin Clark. Yeah. Yep. For like 20 minutes straight. And everyone on the podcast was... 100% supporting her. Egging her on. Keep going. Keep talking shit about this. And her main gripe was like, she's got this extra COVID year. That's not how records are supposed to be. Blah, blah, blah. Like, if I had a fifth year of eligibility, I could have broken all, all my, my own records. It would have stayed forever. She's in her fourth year. No one could ever break her mm-hmm. fucking records again. Oh, she had no fucking idea. Like, yeah. yeah. She does have the option to play a bonus year. She could play a fifth year. Next fucking right. year. Yeah. Right. You know? And then, so she could set a record that will never be broken. That Cheryl. will never be if she fucking wants to, just to fucking rub in her face, you know. And then um, everyone else is talking about like not on that podcast. It's like, well, records aren't defined by a specific number of years, are they? It's like, well, in college they are. It's like, but even in college, like, how many college athletes are playing one or two years and fucking leaving? How many people are never going to play in college that would have destroyed right, right, records in right. college? You're not looking at a single because year the world is fucking and extrapolating. Yeah, yeah, right. And it was so goddamn awful. It was from a place of ignorance. It was just like... the Just the worst is that people take any opportunity to talk shit about something or someone without understanding 
everything that that Which entails. also, like... And it's way too prevalent in the it's, world. It's very, you know? it's very annoying also because, to me, because you hear a lot of trash talked about women's basketball among mainly men. That that, wa- that love watching the NBA and and, and men's college basketball. Mm-hmm. It was really bothersome to me as a Texas Tech graduate alum. Um, Charles Roots is someone that I absolutely am fucking proud as fuck to call a Texas Tech Red Raider won a national championship, our only national championship in sports at that point. Um, oh, you got another one? Uh, in chess, it's not sport. <laughs> um, but fuck, now we're gonna get hate emails. Thank yeah, God. yeah, but. It really bothered me because it's like, this is not, to me, a bashing time. This is, no, 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 guys, we need to embrace this. Yeah. This woman is doing things that no one's done before. This is something that can build the sport. Like, mm-hmm. that should have been the outlook. Yep, yep. Which was for, well, the majority of people that care about women's athletics. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> That's what bothered me the but most. But when a star like, like Cheryl Swoops fucking does it, like, one of yeah. the very few recognizable names in women's professional basketball... Come on. Come on. Do you know how Caitlin Clark sealed the total points? With a logo three. Yeah. That's what put her over a logo three. Yeah. Fucking sweet. Fucking champion. Champion. You gotta love that. Yeah. 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 So good. Absolutely. And then, like, to have, like, Steph Curry fucking shit in his pants like oh fuck I'm gonna fucking lose to a woman of this competition mm-hmm. fantastic I actually didn't even I didn't even fantastic. look to see I, it was 29-26 in the three point oh down. really oh my so god so fucking yeah. close oh, yeah that's, you know. that's awesome <laughs> um uh, and I, it's funny like I thought they were gonna bring out uh Sabrina Ionescu uh, because she's the one who has the total three point shootout it would make sense you know yeah. so she, cause she's also an which she lost by dagger. three points Apparently, to <coughs> Steph Curry. No, 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 no. So, so the Caitlin Clark went against. Oh, wait. I thought oh, it was no, no, no. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, it was yeah. her. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but she was yeah. one three pointer away yeah, from yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. time. Right, like, right, how right. awesome! That's fucking yeah. great. But she's but other times she's she's got the highest but, overall three point challenge yeah, total. Yeah. But and listen, if yeah. we had a women's basketball team nearby that I could go watch, I would. Mm-hmm. I love going watching live sports. It's a shame that we don't go watch more Syracuse basketball because it's right there for us to enjoy. Yeah. Like we really should be better about these things. Um, I, I've gone to a number of my my uh, junior college basketball games. The women's games are more entertaining than the men's oh, interesting. games. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. My just the worst. This is gonna. Some people are gonna be like, "Why the fuck are we talking about the Jets?" But the Athletic J-E-T-S. released a uh, very long report about some stuff that happened during the season for the Jets that I find fascinating. Um, if you remember going back to Hard Knocks, the very before the season mm-hmm. even started, it was all about the Aaron Rodgers, uh, basically like he was playing an acoustic guitar down on the beach, getting everybody to come sing some kubaya with him, uh, while he was trying to be this great teammate, right? You leave Jimmy Buffett out of your fucking mouth. Okay. Right? <laughs> uh, turns out, after his Achilles injury, there uh, for a couple weeks he was kind of still, you know, trying to help out Zach Wilson, and then he just stopped talking to him. No. All those times you saw him on the sideline and all that stuff. Apparently, where it the, looked like he was trying to help. Apparently, the conversation between him and Zach Wilson pretty much dropped to almost zero after the injury. It was no longer helping him out much. During that time, also when there would be meetings between ownership and the coaches, Robert Sala just wouldn't stop talking about how much better the team would be if Aaron Rodgers had been healthy. And now you have the owner coming out and saying that they have to make the playoffs next year or there's going to be massive changes. I like that he's made that statement. I do too, but the other problem I have here is that 
they, 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 there's discussion of how they they were running a quarterback-friendly offense. Like, yes, that's true. And so much as if you're Aaron Rodgers, this is a very quarterback-friendly offense. You have all of Aaron Rodgers' best friends at wide receiver other than Garrett Wilson. And you're running the offense that he loves to play. Well, I'm sorry. That means you're talking about a guy that has been in the league for how many years now, that's won a couple MVPs, mm -hmm. won a Super Bowl. That is not Zach Wilson. Yep. You fucking structure the offense to who you have. And this is why right. that coach, Nathaniel Hackett, didn't fucking do well in Denver because he's like, well, Russell Wilson, you're a supposed Hall of Fame quarterback. We're going to run the offense that Aaron Rodgers ran real well. <laughs> How about you run the offense that Russell Wilson is no, is known for running well? Yeah. Like, what the, f it, it's what the, the fuck? The, the, the ego of coaches to say, it's my system, you do it my way. I, I can understand that. Yeah, but Mike, the, Mike Mart's doing that in Chicago cost us Greg Olson, possible Hall of Fame tight end, because I can't use a tight end in my offense. Yep. We're giving you one of the most athletic tight ends yeah, that's ever yeah. been in the game. You can't find a way to use him in a passing offense? Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, yeah. The, the hubris involved. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's crazy when those things... Like, you hear those stories, it's like... But it, if when you're in camp, if the quarterback is gelling with your system, a Russell Wilson-level quarterback is gelling with your system, great. If he's not, be a coach. Yep. Yes. Yep. Use your players to the best of their ability. Mm -hmm. That's what you're supposed to fucking do. That's the way it works. Yeah. You know? What do you. Uh, would the Titans run the same offense when Derrick Henry's injured? No. No, because who can do what he does? No, that'd be. Listen, Tajay Spears had a very good rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's also like 199 pounds and like 5'9, five, 5'10. Five, not Derrick Henry. Not Derrick Henry. <laughs> you can't run that offense when he's not out there, which they didn't. Which was smarter than this year? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, I agree wholeheartedly. Like the the if you're a coach, it shouldn't be like yes. If you're drafting, you're looking for specific players yeah, yeah. with skill sets, but it's kind of like Luke. This is gonna sound awful because I'm embarrassed, but it's like Luke Getzey at the beginning of this year. Like you're asking Justin Fields to just be a drop back three steps to five steps. As soon as his bat, right foot hits on the plant, throw the ball. It's not really his not game. That thing, mm -hmm. yeah. Get him on the move on some play action. Mm -hmm. Let him be it moving, running, because he throws very accurately on the run. Maybe do some things to help him out. Now, they, after the first four weeks, they're like, yeah, we need to make some big changes. And they did. Mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. offense started playing mm -hmm. a lot better. This is this whole coaching thing of I need these guys to fit my scheme. I, I don't ever hear any of the Shanahans say, I need a guy that does this, this, and this. Now, their offensive line for the Shanahans, they, they draft very specifically. They don't want big guys that can't athletically yeah, move to the next level very well. They want guys yeah. that are athletic. They're going to be usually right around 290, 300 pounds because they want them more athletic. They want to be able to get up to the, the next level on the defense. So with those kinds of things, I can see it would be like, listen, this offensive line isn't perfect. Therefore, I need to make changes yep. to my offense, which mm -hmm. they would. Shanahan is not an idiot. Yeah. If you don't have that, you fucking make an yeah. offense that it fits your scheme. Anybody... Almost anybody in the world has been like trying to fix something, and you realize, you know what, this this approach isn't going to work this time. Let me try from this angle. Let me mm -hmm. try this tool. Mm -hmm. Let me try, and you adjust because you fucking have to to make that thing work. Yes. How is coaching any different? You know. It, to me, it's the argument of like the, like we'll go with Mike Martz since I brought up the Greg Olson thing. Well, this is the way we've always done it. Well, that's the worst reason to ever do something. Yeah. Well, it's just the way we've always done it. Uh, pretty sure you can find new ways to do something. 
find better ways to do something. Like This is why I didn't get mad when people said, oh, Jay Cutler didn't pick up the phone and said, tell him to go fuck himself when Mike Martz wanted to talk to him. <laughs> Maybe it's because they were trying to call seven-step drops when his offensive line couldn't block and he was getting killed. Yeah, yeah. Adapt. Change. Play to the players' strengths. It's important. And this whole Robert Sala, if it hadn't been for Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, uh, uh, news here. Your offensive line was garbage. Yeah. Your offensive line is going to be garbage unless you draft a fuck ton of them next year. Uh, so, yeah, the, the whole Jets story that came afterwards. Mm. And to me, the worst is still the fact that Aaron Rodgers just apparently, Stop. oh, I'm hurt, I'm yeah. not playing, I'm not helping yeah. out that backup. Doesn't well, all of that just scream New York Jets, though? Oh, fuck, yes, <laughs> oh, it man. does. Yeah, right? It <laughs> does. Jeez. It also makes you say that all those players on the Packers team must have been like, oh, thank God he's gone. <laughs> well, I thank God Love stepped up the way he did. Absolutely. Yeah. He had a great yeah. year. He, he had did. a great he year. I, it really pisses me off that they found another quarterback. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. Any other just the worst? No. no. All right. Let's uh, delve a little bit into the draft, and then we'll uh, we'll call it a year. There's, there's one quick thing. Uh, I'm... I uh, told you guys I was going to be fully unprepared. I was at a, a whiskey all, convention can I all weekend. Real fast, yeah. That's our thing, and you should run with it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I was I was at a I was at a whiskey event all weekend, and and my that was my focus, and I had a blast and drank a lot of whiskey. Uh, real but, fast for anybody out there, any of those whiskeys that you would say is an affordable choice that they could find that they should go get. Um, uh, Wilderness Trail is really getting a lot of steam. They're purchased by Diageo. Sorry, no, purchased by Campari Group that also owns uh, Wild Turkey Russell Reserve. Oh, nice. Their their stuff is really incredible. I've had it before, but I had some of their other expressions that I hadn't. Super, super good. Um, uh, New Riff is doing some awesome things with some single malt stuff that is just dynamite. I'm actually drinking a New Riff right now. It's just the, the bourbon, but their other stuff is great. Um... Uh, I, I had a blast they hanging out. High rye, I really like. It's got like a green high yep, rye. Yep. Yeah. Hey, if you yeah. see green in the in the in the text, it's probably rye. Yeah. Just kind of become an industry <laughs> standard at this point. But uh, our friends at Bart's on Bourbon Company in Green River were super great to us. Um, if you could afford it, Bakta. Um, it's a gentleman, uh, Raj Bakta, used to own Whistlepig, and he sold it for a fortune. Oh. And in his own words, uh, he took that fortune and put it into buying. Um, an estate along with a bunch of other Armagnac casks. Nice. The estate included 100-year-old barrels of Armagnac. Holy shit. Uh, and he's using that and blending it in with other things. And one of the ones I had literally had an Armagnac from the 1860s in it. It was funky. And I, I think he said that bottle is like like a 400-something dollar bottle. Um, it, it, the, the, just the, sitting there and lasting Ra- that long? Raj, Raj Bakta wasn't there uh, but the the rep that was there, we had a great time chatting with him. <coughs> Some of that stuff was just so incredible. Sounds like the Welsh cheers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. I, I'll say this: uh, the the best part for me was connecting with the local uh, or the regional ones. Um, uh, uh, Black Button Distillery. They're out. They're out uh, Rochester Way. Buffalo Distilling. They have a brand called One Foot Cock, which looks a lot like our Whiskey Coop Rooster logo. And I'm like, we're best friends now. Uh, and uh, Albany Distilling, uh, their stuff I was really enjoying too. So it was good overall for getting like the big national brands and trying those. And then also the, the more regional ones that I want to bring into the restaurant. But uh, no, what I. There was one thing that I've been meaning to bring up about uh, that's NFL related. Um, and it's about basketball, and it's something that Brian would really, really love because it's about a player on the Spurs 
the uh, most, would it be oh Wembenyama? It would be Victor Wembenyama, uh, who Triple is double? who is who's turning into an not he's he's the phenom that everyone's he expected him to we be. Expected him to be. Uh, yeah. There was a stat that showed what Rudy Gobert had done in terms of blocks and steals when he got Defensive Player of the Year. Wembenyana did that in under 45 games. <laughs> oh, shit. He so, did just have a triple-double where it was points, rebounds, and blocks. And then that, yeah. yeah most recently, I hadn't heard of that since Hakeem Olajuwon. Since Hakeem Olajuwon. So uh, when you're getting just that, that good old... Uh, lockdown center that can also score for days. That's very Spurs, and I figured you'd be in love with that. So it's it's really tough. It's really tough because it's very. They're also a bad team. So of the early days when we sucked. Yeah, and we had Timmy, and he got hurt. Or we had Dave, and, and, he, got and he got hurt, and then yeah. you got, got Timmy, Timmy. And we're like, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, doesn't mean it's going to play out that way. But, but if but they can, if they can start building talent around him, yeah. and they got a few players there that you yeah, know that fast. are nice, but. I just want to say one thing about the NBA, and because there's so many of the NCAA players that leave after mm-hmm. one year, which mm-hmm. is, you know, listen, it's it's the way it's set up for the college yep. basketball, mm-hmm. especially for the men's. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fascinating to watch the guys. It takes a, like two, three years for them to actually really develop in the pros because yep. they're yep. so young when they come oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, this is because I'm a, a fan of the team, but watching the Bulls this year, Kobe White to me is a prime example Third of this. year? Fourth year, I Fourth think. Fourth year. He's turned into an absolute bucket. 20 points, yeah. six and five, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And six assists, five rebounds. Yep. Like yep. It's pretty much what he's averaging for the season. It's like, yeah. this is why the NBA draft is important. And Wembenyama and Chet um, Holmgren. 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 Yeah. These guys, yeah. when they're healthy, Holmgren like, obviously like misses clear, an entire rookie like, year. Yeah. yeah, but like they, they produce immediately. But these other guys that come out, they're some still 18, mm-hmm. 19 mm-hmm. years old. They're going to take a couple years. It's fascinating to watch these guys develop in that yeah, league. I agree. Because like, like this whole time I was like, man, I just wish Kobe White could have developed. And it's like, oh! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, he is! No, yeah, no. Now I have real hope for Patrick Williams in the you don't, future. You don't need like, Zach Levine anymore. you got Kobe White. Yeah, yep. but yep. now they got hurt for the rest of the season. We can't even trade him. Yeah. Sucks. It's life, but it still yeah, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. NFL draft. Now my Bears have the first pick. Um... Unlike last year, though, they didn't actually earn the first pick. Yep. They got it in their trade uh, to give up the first pick last year to the Panthers, who took Bryce Young. And now the Bears have the first overall pick and the ninth overall pick. Um, me, personally, I would like them to keep Justin Fields, trade this pick down to maybe two or three, get where you can to do that, take Marvin Harrison, and with a ninth pick, I don't care if you take a wide receiver, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, I, I don't care. Take the best player available. As we talked about before this show, I do think the Super Bowl and having a team that's been built every other place, running with, and I realize Brock Purdy is far better than most Mr. Irrelevance, but I am worried that the fact that these Chiefs still won because Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's going to have the Bears. He is generational talent. He is a true generational yep. talent, yep. who, by the way, was the third quarterback picked in that draft. Yep. Not no one saw that nope. playing out the way it did, other than maybe the Chiefs. Do you guys think, as I am concerned, that the Bears are now going to look at it as it doesn't matter how good of a team you can build, you have to have the quarterback that is the top of the line more than anything else? I think the organization has been so fucking hush hush, it should be a concern. I agree. It, 
and and it's to me part it's of that so, could be also them thinking maybe they think if we say we're, if they think we're going to take someone with that pick maybe it brings more draft capital with proposed trades. Yeah, and I, I think a part of them being hush hush isn't just because they're considering trading Fields. Brian Pohl said. I am considering everything. I'm in a unique position. And he is. Yeah. Very rarely do you have the ninth pick that you earned with seven wins. Yeah. Yeah. And yet also have the first pick. Yeah. Yeah. They're in a perfect situation to like, and again, it's all about the management and what they're doing. Like, they could turn this into the most amazing draft an NFL franchise has seen in decades. Yep. Like, all the right trades to go up and down the draft within teams, like, you could build a monster fucking team with those two picks. It, to me, what's... A monster team, you know? It's so short-sighted to say a quarterback is our problem. That's the when, thing, yeah. When you've looked at the only person who is... It looks like the only person out there really producing is Other Justin Other than DJ Moore right now. Uh, it, it, what, a, what a great trade that was. Uh, oh, no doubt about it. But I am still yeah. thanking the Carolina Panthers every day that we have DJ Moore. Don't <laughs> right. get me wrong. Right. You need you need someone for your super active quarterback to throw to. Yes. Uh, right, and, and what and you can commit get, a real option, right. you and, know, and then who had one drop this right. season? Yeah, Cole but, Komet did yeah. one. But if you have a real receiver, right, and he's almost always going to be open, even if it's a three yard dump, fucking use him. He's a good fucking tight end. You I know? agree. And when you talk about how how crazy this is, based on you know. They've got the number nine, and they have the number one. Great, but you can also trade down and get a bunch of other good, other good yes. uh, uh, trade capital, draft capital for it. I look mean, at this fucking be, draft class is awesome looking. But let's be honest here, awesome looking. The commies signed Cliff Kingsbury to be their offensive coordinator. Now that doesn't mean that they need to have Caleb Williams run his offense. Caleb Williams very like him. Yes, I'm yes. sure. Yes, yes. And they've said that they will do everything they can to get the quarterback he wants. Yep. I'm sorry, if Washington comes to the Bears and says, we'll give you our next three number one picks to move up one spot, you do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. You do not hesitate to accept that yeah. trade, in my opinion. Because yeah. it's not like Washington is going to gonna be perfect in one year. They're going to be top five the next three years. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> top five picks. So yeah, 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 five, yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. And they will also be drafting their quarterback this year. So in the next yeah. couple of drafts, you could still draft a quarterback right. if you need to. It's such a weird spot to be in because if all game, we had was know? a number nine pick, there wouldn't be discussion of draft a quarterback. It'd be who do we draft to help Justin Fields out? Yeah. I, but when you look at this this draft out there, there's some good receivers out there. There's some even going to the second round. There's some good quarterback options if you mm-hmm. want to get one to to sit for a little bit and develop. Great. There's also some great offensive line talent. But that's the other thing is like O line. I mean we. I, I literally said there's probably an O-line player on the Giants that, that I'm not remembering that could that helped them win Super Bowls. Because it's not like Eli Manning won them the Super Bowl. The offensive line won them the Super Bowl. Or the defensive line, too. And yeah, but like giving a quarterback an extra half second is huge. And someone like Justin Fields, it's, with his ability to scramble and move, that half second, you know how far he is? Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. To it, me, it's, it is it's, very Mahomes-like, I, I, yeah. And you have so much capital in front of you, and it's not like you're chasing one or two or three guys. This list is fucking tight. It is great. Yeah, great. You like pulled legitimately, it up, so. you could see Caleb Williams, Drake May, and uh, Jalen Daniels 
Jaden Daniels go top go not one, two, and three. And you could legitimately see that. The team, For, the teams that need a fucking quarterback, yep, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Which means you could trade now. They can't trade a four. The Bears couldn't because to me, if the Cardinals end up at four, uh, have Marvin Harrison fall to four, that's who they're taking, and it's not even a fucking question. Yeah, because right. they have no one, and I mean no one. For their dwarf to throw the ball to. <laughs> Honestly, I can see them trading it to the Giants somehow. Like, but Listen, n- not not a direct trade, like a, a four fucking mm-hmm. team trade. Sure, you know? sure. Um, I don't. It's very interesting because to me, if you look at these, like, they, well, let's look at the top six teams. Chicago. I I realize there are Bears fans who will disagree with me. There's one of my best friends who lives in Galveston is a Bears fan also. He hates Justin Fields. Really? Hates him. He wants a new quarterback. So there's an argument within the Bears fandom, and it's almost 50 50. that one miracle cure that they don't want you to know about. Yes. Yeah. But Washington, you put a quarterback on that squad yeah. with those wide receivers. Yep. Yep. Woo! Yeah. Yes. But, like, you look at what Baker did in Tampa this year. You're like, fuck, fuck. Yep. Okay, yes. there are good quarterbacks still playing. Yes. That aren't really playing for the right fucking coach, yes. the right fucking team. Perfect, you know? perfect, perfect well, example. And the Steelers. Oh, by the way, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, just the worst. No shit. As we're talking about quarterbacks, Matt, we moved. Jimmy on. Caroppolo got oh, busted yeah. for PEDs, got suspended for two games. <laughs> Somehow, this man took performance-enhancing drugs and got worse. Perhaps legalize those performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Back to this. Yeah. New England absolutely needs a quarterback, yeah. but they need offensive line. They need run. They yeah. need actually. I think running back. They're okay at wide receiver. They could use defensive help. All kinds of shit. Arizona has Kyler Murray. They're not drafting a quarterback. They could trade down. Although with that trade that they made last year with Texans, kind of bit them in the ass because the first first round pick they got from Texans yep. is now in the twenties. Yep. So I think they're definitely <laughs> going to stay there. And if Marvin Harrison is already gone, they'll be taking to me Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze, yep. depending on which one they like the most. Wide receiver they, to help out Kyler. They need something to help out Kyler. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Chargers, oddly enough, they might also look at a wide receiver because uh, Quentin Johnson did not have a good rookie year, and you are already have to look at the fact that Mike Williams. And Keenan Allen might have to be released yep. due to con- uh, uh, salary cap problems. So they could be the next one for Romo Dunze or Malik Neighbors. And they're like hoping for like the next Zay Flowers. Which is also weird because then you're looking at the Giants, who if they stay there, they have Daniel Jones under contract for three more years at $40 million a year. Who if they let Saquon go, you have to get him a weapon. Which looks again comes to Malik Neighbors, Romo Dunze, whoever's yeah. left. And you get to Tennessee. They need a quarterback. Bad. I think they might stay with Banana Man. Uh yeah. I mean, he was he I showed mean, some promise for now, probably. I mean, he yeah. he was he was there. Well, he no, he was uh, early second round, right? Will yes. Levis. Okay. Oh, yeah. Atlanta is straight up looking for a quarterback. And probably will be for the next six, seven years. They're, they could draft. There's enough quarterbacks. They could draft one in this. They could or try to trade up to get one. Is it going to be the right one? That is the question. Is Atlanta be the next fucking Cleveland? Keep drafting quarterbacks that don't work out there. You, you know, know, they could just sign Flacco. You can sign Flacco at the end of the year, not the beginning of the year. <laughs> <laughs> He's good for a solid four games. That man, that man <laughs> needs the end of the season. That man needs to keep his body restful. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I actually love that that uh, scheme. To be honest, you know these guys that that have a lot of experience. 
but they can't handle 17 games? Yeah. Like, All right. Like NFL relief pitchers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and based on this year, you better have a decent backup quarterback. Yeah, because they're all getting Jesus, fucking hurt. Jesus, right? Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, we had a fucking undrafted Division Two quarterback that actually went 2-2 two and two for us. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Blake the Snake? No. no what was, was his uh, name? It was uh, <laughs> Bill Bill Badgett. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. We get carried with the nicknames, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do. All right, but Denver's at 12. I'm assuming Russell Wilson will not be there if they can find anyone that's willing to take him. Atlanta might. Atlanta might. They might. Atlanta's an interesting spot. Because if all they're doing is trading draft picks, they still have Bijan Robinson, Drake London, and a little tight end that some people may know. Kyle Pitts is so goddamn underutilized. I know. And maybe he's not as good as we think, but I don't think so. Uh, oh, I'm going way down the uh, prospective mm-hmm. draft list now. No, no, no. What are you looking for? No, there's my boy. Bo Nix from Oregon. I would love him in fucking Denver. I've been I've been praising him all season long. Mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels is a weird one though because he's had one year that was great. He was at Arizona State before this, did not produce like that. However, that's the uh, the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Joe, uh, Jesus Christ, his name escaping quarterback Burrow. Burrow. Oh, Joe Burrow had one good year at LSU. Yeah. Yeah. And turned out to be a fucking monster. Yeah, yes. so, you right. know. Uh Granted, Jaden Daniels is a little weird as far as his build goes. He's 6'4", but he weighs 210 pounds. So he's a real slim yeah. running quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake May is an odd one. North Carolina did not have a great team, but he's a... He's a big boy. Baller but, and but, a big boy. He's 6'4", like 230 pounds. I was going like, to say, yeah. He's, he's one of those guys. He's going to be either like, what the fuck? Or, yeah, we fucking knew it. I don't see an in between for him, right? At all, you know. He's he's one of those guys that could be like a Josh Allen kind of thing, um, but you got to be on the right squad for it to work, yep, you know. Yep. I don't know if he's if he's you know that much of a of a crazy gunslinger, but you know, he, Drake May, he's pretty close. He's got a strong fucking. Arm. A no, no, but like I yeah. mean, like and he's built decision like an NFL decision player. making oh, yeah, more yeah. than yeah. more than than the cannon. Yeah. All right, let's just go ahead and get the conversation out of the way. <laughs> Caleb Williams. We know Brian thinks he's a bust. Bust. You think he has busts written all over him. You agree with Merrill Hodge? Yep, yep. No, no. I said it a year ago. Okay. He is also Hodge agrees not the tallest. Me. He's like <laughs> maybe 6'1", 6'2"-ish, if you're lucky. He's odd, though, in that he's built like a running back. Mm-hmm. He's not built like a quarterback. Yep. So he's got the size within that frame to take some hits and all that stuff. And he can deliver some throws that you're just like, how... In the fuck did you do that? And also, as we discussed two weeks ago, he was playing with a team that ranked in the one-teens defensively (laughs) and also had an offensive line that was so bad that the minute he got the ball half the time, it didn't matter if he did a three-step drop and had a guy he could have thrown the ball to because there was someone so fucking close to hitting him, he was automatically Mm -hmm. scrambling, running for his life. Which means he hasn't learned how to be a quarterback. But that's this year. If you go to the previous year... He looked really good when he had an offensive line blocking for him, and he had like 40 touchdowns and four interceptions. Yeah. The question then lies in, do you think he's more than just... Because the problem now is that you're looking at the quarterbacks. <coughs> this this call it, the, the coach for USC was for OU before that. So you're looking at the Jalen Hurts. Yep. Kind of a one-read 
Can he develop more? And he looked great when he had Shane Steichen as an offensive coordinator. And he didn't look bad this year, but he did not look the same level. Nope. Is it a production of the system? Because college is different. Mm-hmm. It is far different. You were playing a lot of Caleb Williams' great games came against bottom defenses. When he went against Notre Dame, top defense, Which three is, interceptions. Now, granted, yeah. his offensive line was then up against a top defensive line, and they were getting run through, and he was running for his life. Yeah. And it's hard to ask someone to do much when they're immediately under yeah. pressure and having to run for that. Like, Justin Fields has <laughs> been doing this in the pros for two goddamn years. Like, I, I feel like Caleb Williams, like, and like you would never do this. Like, you'll fucking sign your rookie contract. You'll fucking make some money. You'll get your name out there. What he should do is go play in the CFL for a couple of years. He'll never do that. No, he never will. But that's what he should do. So, so when you when someone's a bust, it, it I hate it when it's after one year because you're a top draft pick and you went to it's a shit squad. Way too soon. I don't believe it's true of that. Soon. Like like Bryce Young, a lot of people are talking shit on him, and he had a bad year. But their best wide receiver was traded to the Bears. And granted, listen, as far as the Texans go, because you'd be like, well, C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins, and uh, and Tank Dell. Like, well, yeah, but turned out Tank Dell's a really good wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And Nico Collins, when he can stay healthy, also a good wide receiver. And fantastic coaching that brought the right mentality to the team. So I am curious. All those pieces that have to go together. It's so weird, all of them fitting together. Would C.J. Stroud have made the Panthers that much better? No. 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 He would have... They would have done better offensively, I think, because the game that they were playing was not what played, to me, to Bryce Young's Mm -hmm. strengths. Mm -hmm. He's a shorter quarterback. He's going to have to be on the move a little bit in the NFL so he can see the fucking wide receivers. There's nothing against him. He's like five fucking nine. Like... Listen, Drew Brees had to have a very specific offense where he could see over the offensive line. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's not knocking Drew Brees. Yeah. Drew Brees, all-time great. He's up and there. And he's all like 5'10", 5'11", yep. maybe yep. 6 feet. If he's... Yeah. Right. But again, same thing. Like, oh, he's really good with the Chargers. Oh, he's fucking great with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Like, all the other pieces came together. Yes. Yeah. I mean, honestly... Like, I think Cesar Stroud would have done great this season with the Lions. Yeah, and oh, that sure. culture, right. that coaching, yeah. right. that but team. First of all, talent, that yeah. offensive line was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing, like, because you hear these these pre-draft things that come out, like, not him, but someone in his camp. Oh, we're not sure we want to go to the Bears, and even Colin Coward is like, eh. yeah, okay, so they haven't never developed a quarterback because we haven't. Let's be honest, but it's not the worst place to go to. They didn't earn the first pick in the draft. They traded. Yeah. And yeah. that trade worked out for them. Yep. They have the ninth pick. That's what they earned. Yeah. Not a great team, but a team but on the yeah, rise. That's the worst team. Mm-hmm. With a yeah. good defense, with some young offensive linemen. Yeah. Made some good trades last yep. year. And if yeah. you get another wide receiver and mm-hmm. build that offensive mm-hmm. line a little bit, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he could be on a really interesting team with an offensive coordinator who managed to make Geno Smith look com- <laughs> competent for two straight years. This past year was a little back towards his normal, but hey. two years where Geno Smith was competent. Yeah. That's saying a lot if you compare him to his Jets days. Once again, it's the Jets. I agree, but that's, <laughs> but that's, that's also the point that he's making. Yeah. Right? The exact point of, yeah, yeah. of when you have the coaches that know how to work with the talent and, and manufacture the plays around the talent. And then look, imagine that. You made it to the NFL. You're good. 
You're good. You're really good. Yeah. Because yeah. listen, if they traded down to, uh, to to the second pick, let's say Washington trades up, they draft Caleb Williams. Bears draft Marvin Harrison at the ninth pick. We'll say they draft any one of the offensive linemen that's left, or Brock Bowers, who'd be a nice one, or name anybody, defensive player, whatever. You could, with the, with the draft capital you get for the next couple drafts, you could definitely build a strong team around. It's so crazy to me how this whole draft is playing out. Because it's like, I don't know how the Bears ended up with the first pick again. It's weird to me. Well, Part of it's luck. You know exactly how. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know how, but it's like, this is fucking so crazy that it's happening again. Yeah. And, of course, the question is, how do you pass down? How do you turn down top-end quarterback talent? Supposedly... Supposedly in the NFL again, because let's be honest here, it's all about the quarterback. If the 49ers hadn't hit on Brock Purdy, and they were hoping that Trey Lance was yeah. going to somehow still become the guy that they thought he would be when they drafted or Garoppolo. him, number three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like, these are legitimate questions to yeah. ask. And I think that's. I mean, it's not a. I don't know if it's a symptom of the way that college works now, but like. Playing four years in college, or at least three years in college, that makes a fucking difference. It really does. Because in high school, you could be like, you know, the kings of... Mm -hmm. And I'm going to use Texas as an example. Because Texas is kind of the king of high school football. You could be the best fucking high school quarterback Mm -hmm. any fucking position in the state of Texas. And you're a goddamn god in that state. Yep. You go to the college realm, we're like, wait a minute. These Bama boys are pretty fucking good. And you go up again to the NFL, you're like, oh, fuck, I can barely... They're all good! I can barely hold my own fucking water here, you know? And when you speed up that process, that makes a big fucking difference, you know? Like, my outlook on this is, like, you take Marvin Harrison. You trade down to let... let They're like, all right, Washington, (coughs) we'll trade this pick. If you'll tell us who you're taking. That'll never happen. Uh, I I don't know. (laughs) That would be one of my things, like... Are you ta- oh, actually, they not who. say that all the time. Are you taking a quarterback? They say that all the time, oh, yeah. but yeah. If you say yes to you are taking a quarterback, and you definitely are, you can have this pick. But they can't do that. They can't. They can't. They can. There's no contract for well, that. Well, there's no contract, yet, but yeah. they can ask that. Of oh, the they team. ask all the fucking time. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, If you know for sure that they're going to take... It becomes a game of bullshit. If you know for sure they're going to take Caleb Williams, and you're like, fuck it, trade down one pick, and you take Marvin Harrison. Well, I'm sorry. Randy Moss is a rookie and made a lot of guys look fucking awful. Also made all of his quarterbacks look yeah. really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I cannot imagine an offense with DJ Moore on one side and Marvin Harrison on the other. Where Marvin Harrison on the other side, you know, all of a sudden you can move DJ Moore into the slot. Whatever. I mean, that's I love the draft. This is what I love about it because you get. Mm-hmm. Granted, now it's we've got two and a half months before the draft, and it's like, I'm going to be losing my mind by the time this actually Just happens. Just over two months, 67 days. <laughs> <sighs> Can't happen soon enough. Any last weird thoughts on the draft and teams that you think. Could make moves. Because I, I feel like we're going on a little bit much about the Bears, and I'm sorry about that. I, I get oh, no. because the Bears have the first pick, you know, I get, and they shouldn't. And like they I, should have the, just the ninth, but I get Ryan great, Poles, you fucking genius. It's a great position to be in. It makes it fucking fun and interesting. Like for I would say for both of our teams, like let's start for Scott and for the Broncos. Like our teams have so much. Fucking money invested in quarterbacks. We don't fucking want anymore, and that changes a lot of shit of what you do. You know, I I don't 
think that Daniel Jones is the problem of the Giants. Um, Do you I'm not want saying him as your I'm not saying that he's the savior. He's a solution. I don't think he's. I, I, I think that oh, keeping he's him... not the problem. No, 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 no. not at all. I would never and, say that either. And, yeah. But so putting in someone else there, CJ Stroud on the Giants, different person oh, with the same right? Oh, oh, oh. CJ Stroud on the Giants, would it have been a better season? Maybe one game. Yes. Yeah. I, right. That, that's a good way to bring it up, though. Right. Yeah. Maybe one game. Maybe two. That's not how you're solving anything. Because that's not the problem. It's not the yeah. problem. And to be honest, you have someone who's consistent. Knows the system, um, and when you've seen some of his plays, when things went their way because there was time and they were able to scheme properly, he's good. He got there for a reason. He got there for a reason. Uh, and they paid him for a reason. And they're paying yeah. him for a reason. Build around him. Build the rest of your team to a point where now you can look and say, hey, we, we here's someone we think would be a good project, a fifth-round or a fourth-round quarterback, to put behind him, right? Or so, you want to go third round? I don't care either. Like to to assume that you're going to get because how often does a first round quarterback pan out and save the team when you're bad? I would guess roughly when you're 18% when of the you're time. bad. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is because you are can, you bad with a good old line? Are you bad and you don't have a good exactly? Old line? So Two big difference, right? So yeah. I, right, I I I don't think that he's the problem there. There's so many other things. The, the ship is leaking, right? And you want to spend all your money to plug one hole when you could spend that same amount of money or draft capital, whatever you want to call that, sure. same capital, That's good. to plug three or four. Okay. This is my argument with the Bears. I, I understand we that already there are... The Bears. Well, no, but <laughs> it's the same thing to me. Like, Do you have a quarterback you think you can win with? Yeah. If the answer is yes... And he's a leader on the team. A no doubt, the other players respect him. Then I say, you build the team around that player. Yeah. So this is a total kind of sideball. But do you think about, so the NBA, before, what, mid-90s, ignored the rest of the globe. Ignored. Completely mm-hmm. ignored. To their detriment. Other than... Uh, to their detriment. Other than, um, you know... There's a few. Coach there's for uh, the, the the Mavericks and the Warriors. Uh, Don Nelson. Yeah. Who yeah. always believed that the European players had talent. They could be brought up. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Eh, he just drafted Dirk fucking Nowitzki. Uh-huh. Who? What? Look at this gangly motherfucker. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know? Oh, shit. He could hit from fucking half court. And they have fully And down low that. and rebound. But, and because basketball translates easily across the planet. Yeah. They should have been aware of that decades ago. Decades before fucking Don mm-hmm. Nelson. Mm-hmm. You know? But now you're looking at football. Well, they were. But you could not get... Was it Arvidas Sabonis? Is that... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The dad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. the son. The dad. Yeah, the yeah. dad. Yeah. Who was a fucking well, phenomenon Well, sometimes globally. they're locked into their countries. Mm-hmm. And, like, they risk life True. and death. To, yeah, you know? You're not going to die <laughs> yeah, or have exactly. your family have your die. Family because die that's the big thing. You yeah. can get out, but your family's fucking dead. Yeah. But, like, the NFL has not even started to approach that. Like... Why are they not watching um, fucking Australian rules football teams? You say Why that. Why are they not watching They're, these international rugby teams? One of the offensive linemen for you know? the uh, Eagles actually one of, was a one rugby of. player. This is where the talent's going to come from. But you also have to get those guys that are actually interested in changing sports they play. Yeah, but if you get them like, hey, okay, you can come to this country, your family can come to this country, 
because there's no death threats if you fucking leave. You know, you're not from one of those countries. Yeah, you're not in the LIV. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we need offensive. Sorry, linemen. I thought that joke was necessary. No. That can shift, that can read, that can move, that can hit. Like, we need all these kinds of players. Like, and all of our kids in the in the states, they're not letting the parents are letting the kids play football anymore. They're playing basketball or baseball or baseball. It was mm-hmm. like. They have the build for this, but they like no. I don't want you to be a fucking dumbass by mm-hmm. the time you're 27. Well, listen, I don't know. I don't know how big my nephew will be when he's done growing, but he's six, and Never he wears a nine-year-old's. He's not fat. He's just a fucking tall, fucking big kid. My sister's always said he will not ever. But I think touch it's a football time. Field. I mean, you look at the last like five NBA drafts, and out of the top ten. Half of them are not from the states. Never played college ball here yep. in the states. Yep. NFL, fucking wake the fuck up! What are you doing? You know they're running some programs in in Africa. They're really leaning into those Just programs. Like one of the Super Bowl commercials. OC Amenyoro yeah, was yeah, in it with yeah, the yeah. little kid that was running through the. But it's like it's like yeah, twenty years and all that, right? Right. And also having OC do that was great. That by was the really way. that was really nice. I actually yeah. loved it. I, I had to explain. Uh, I was watching that with my girlfriend at the bar, and she's like, "I don't know what's going on." I was like. The guy that's talking to that kid now is O.C. Omenior. He was a fantastic defensive lineman for the Giants. And one of the few foreign players at that point. Like non-football yeah. players. Yeah. yeah. Like there's been some yeah. that come from Canada that I know for sure because I've, I've a couple of them played for the Bears. But, like, they moved on and played for other teams also. But, yeah, it's rare yeah. to see someone come Outside from... Outside of North America. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, if you look at, like, the New Zealand All Blacks, yeah. which well, is a rugby team, if you don't know, those guys are huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like like when like like fucking Palomalu played, they're like, "Where'd you get this fucking guy mm-hmm. from?" It's like, um, he's technically American. Fucking Hawaii's got some big fucking people. Island Samoa has some big fucking people. You know, Guam has some big fucking people. They're technically U.S. citizens. They mm-hmm. can become U.S. citizens yeah, yeah. really fucking easily. You know, it's like yep, they're fucking pay attention. You yeah. know, <laughs> no, I agree. I okay. Last thing we'll ask about the draft before we wrap things up. I want to know the player you guys are most interested in seeing where they go. Interesting. Of the college players you got to watch on TV, whatever, this season. I want to see who takes the giant fucking dick that is going to be Caleb. Because I guarantee he's going to be a bust. Guarantee it. Will you chug three fugly sweaters in a row if he's not? No, because... Those are so bad. Okay, but you got to define when he's a bust. And at some three point, years. and at some yeah, because it's, I was uh, gonna say three years. Okay. I'm not, I'm right. not one to yeah. give like one year right. and that's it. No, no, right. three years. Uh, three years for these places. Honestly, if you're gonna grade a draft, I will say if you're being if you're being smart at all, mm. you wait three years to grade that draft. I will you say don't wait one three year. Three years with the same years. team or five years with multiple teams. Okay, is, is a bust. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good old long term. Way too many people get passed yeah. up way too soon. Um, like Jordan Love was almost fucking wasted. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Um. I want to see Brock Bowers. I want to see that tight end. See, yes. I, that, because Not built like a normal tight end. No. And actually, when you see without his helmet on, he looks like he should be doing your accounting. <laughs> yes. uh, I because, wanna, which means he reads. He fucking studies. Yeah. He I looks wanna, like a larger version of, uh, what's the name of that, um, uh, the little short slot wide receiver for the Raven, or Raiders. Played for uh, Clemson. Yeah, oh, Hunter Renfro. He looks like a larger uh, version of Hunter okay, Renfro. Okay, larger version. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to see much. him because yeah. much yeah. larger. <laughs> I, I love I love the tight end play that's taking place these past 
10 years, but the way that it's really stepping up you always love more and more. Oh! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's really funny because I was and, and, my dream scenario is that the Bears trade down, take Marvin Harrison Jr., and then either take an offensive lineman or, if he's there, Brock Bowers. Because <laughs> the, offensive, the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks loves two tight end formations. Yeah. Komet as your in line, mm-hmm. yeah. who yeah. can block, and yeah. then you got Brock Bowers. You could run twelve man fucking formation all day. <laughs> It'd be like when they had Gronk and the Murderer for the Patriots. Her yeah. name is like, yeah. because no one could stop that offensive formation. You don't have enough guys that can stop those tight ends. Her name plus is always Hackett. You don't stop that shit. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. He was a beast when he was playing, though. Like, yeah, it's yeah. a great call, Brock but, Bowers. Is an offensive weapon that is a, a Swiss Army knife that you cannot truly prepare for. And I, I love that. Time. And I think that uh, uh, I mean playing for Georgia, that means you're seeing some some big boys out there, yep. right? Good competition. Yep. And he's not so high in the draft that he's going to go to a team that that is okay and looking to come up, and he can be an immediate difference maker. Absolutely. Assuming you're not, you know. Falling, falling uh, the way of like you know Kyle Pitts, where you're just getting ignored out there. But you know that would that would suck. So I, think I like, truly hope with that new offensive system that he is finally utilized correctly. Yeah, he's got to get a quarterback. Uh, yeah, this is not a college football pod, you know. But like Georgia is a great fucking school to be coming out of now because mm-hmm. like well, the, the Eagles love picking all their defenders. Because I mean, no, because like they have to play so many different kinds of teams, and it's like you know Bama. That's going to fall off the map, you know? It seems like it could. All the big boys are kind of falling off the map, you know? And like, NIL money is not a joke. Even like 20 years ago, like I loved watching LSU football. And I'm not a big college football fan, but I loved watching LSU football because they seemed to like really play like the complete sport. Mm-hmm. Complete. And when they got drafted at LSU, like, yep, yep, no fucking wonder they fucking turned out to a good pick. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, because they had to play lots of styles of football. So it made them better players, and Georgia's in that prime spot, I think. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. That's a good one. See, to me, it's uh, to me the player that I'm very interested in seeing where he goes and seeing if he can stay healthy, which is huge. Never I want to see what happens with Penix. Yeah, yeah, could be fucking amazing. This man, yeah. like I felt like that national championship game, he got hurt and that team fell off because of, but he didn't leave the game. He played his heart out. Maybe he should. Maybe should <laughs> The other one, actually, oddly enough, was the other quarterback from that game. But Michigan, no, Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Oh, yeah, Michigan, yeah. yeah. Michigan's quarterback. Listen, a Jim Harbaugh offense is going to run, run, especially calls over. Run, run, Blake Corm. Run, 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 Blake Corm. Run, run, run. <laughs> throw the ball. But when he, when he, they needed to, that guy could throw to every level. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask him to, and I don't know if that's because Harbaugh realized there was a limitation in his ability Stop to read defenses. Tom Brady's dick over there. He's, I'm not saying he's Tom Brady <laughs> at all. I, I will never. Patrick Mahomes might be this generation's Tom Brady. The fact that we actually have someone else that we can put into that conversation so quickly after Tom Brady's retirement blows my fucking it's mind. True. I fucking it's love true. it. I fucking yeah. love it. It's so fucking. I, I never great. thought I would see <laughs> no. anyone and win I, Super Bowls at that level. And I never again. And in I my hate life. when so people quickly. are trying to paint him as the villain already. You're like, no, get over no, yourself. No. Get over yourself. Let's stop. Listen, all right. His brother is a shit heel. His <laughs> dad, like him more. his dad needs to stop drinking. His family is garbage. His wife does stupid shit and during still, games. His yeah. brother is a complete piece of shit, though. 
but his teammates love him, and he doesn't do anything wrong. My, one of my favorite stories I ever heard about him, he and his wife were out to dinner at just some basic-ass KC joint. Was sitting there. No one came and bothered him. He finished his meal. Apparently tipped the waitress like fucking 300% of what you would have. Well, they were all saying, is that Darlene from Rosen? Yeah. And yeah. when he got up to leave, he stopped at the door and just said, I just want to thank all of you for letting us enjoy our fucking meal yeah. in peace. And he didn't say fucking, but... That's what you want! Yeah. Yeah. How his head is on straight, and no one else in that family is. That's why. Like, it shows, like, his character. It shows his integrity. He's like... I can be better than this, mm-hmm. which is and why I you can. Love that which is mentality. why you can have him as a quarterback because when you're talking about the the uh, what you're trying to build as a team and what kind of foundation you want to have, you want the quarterback's work ethic and outlook in life to be what you want. You want to do that's what respect. And I'm going to yeah. take it back to the Bears. So I'm going to fuck. They're the first pick. <laughs> that's what I love about Justin Fields. We don't have a. We don't have the the, the, the foundation you would consider <laughs> great for building a, a, a team up. But what we do have as a foundation you are is very built, far from a foundation. Is built on his work ethic. Yeah. yeah. And his willingness to show up every day, be the first man in, last man out, and keep working. Doesn't throw people under the bus, just keeps showing up, takes the blame, gets up in front of the team last year when they lost to the fucking Falcons. Sorry, the 2022 season lost the Falcons and apologized to the team because he couldn't get a last drive field goal and say that won't happen again. That's on me. That's what you want out of your leaders. That's the foundation that the Patrick Mahomes style do that they develop. That's why I don't like Russell Wilson because you start hearing about things like when you're running back can't get in touch with the quarterback because you got to go through three different people. To get a phone number that might reach the quarterback. And you're talking about Marshawn fucking Lynch? Yeah. What the fuck? You can't have that and win continuously in the NFL. Well, thanks for listening to the uh, Chicago Bears Stan Hour. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, this, now, that, now that I'm done with that, I will stop mentioning that. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard not to talk about them nonstop because of the unique situation of the draft. So, otherwise, we would have probably cut you off earlier. That's fair. Assuming that's possible. All right. Any last thoughts? Uh, if if the trend continues, if that for the past three years of just wild football, I am I am I'm all in because it has been these past few years. I swear, like the dominant teams are fallible left and right. Um, we're watching. We're watching these new stars just absolutely shine. Like it feels like more and more than ever. Uh, I I'm hoping that the quarterback play starts really elevating too. It looks like there's a really like a big slug of them coming in, and I hope they can continue to produce. And and you just need to get a lot of the management out of the way, the the old way of doing things, the old way of looking at it, and start looking at how to build the teams and get out of your own fucking way. You know, Atlanta, you're doing it yourself. Yeah. Shitty ownership. Yeah. You know. Dallas, I'm sorry. It's shitty ownership, you know? That's been a forever problem. Yeah, it's well, but, true. But in general, yeah. Yeah. Anything for you? As always, I'm saddened that the uh, NFL season is over. Of course. And the next marker is like 67 days to the draft. Yeah. Going to be yeah. a big day. Yeah. It's be a long time. Long it time. is. But it, 
And but, uh, but we're also not contractually obligated to hang out with each other anymore. So, <laughs> thank fucking God. Oh man. <clears throat> no, but like you think about all the teams this year. So like the Texans, clearly the Lions, like all these teams that are. I mean, we. I think we overuse that term "scrappy." Yeah. Because at some point, scrappy doesn't become the right moniker for them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it's like, no, you're fucking just getting shit done. True. You might not have the people that everyone else knows that watches football. You might not have the right things. You don't have the it people. You don't have, your branding isn't the same. But it's like, it's no longer just like, oh, it's, oh, it's the fucking Kansas City Chiefs again. Oh, great. You know? Even, like, this year, like, it, I think it was better for the NFL as, as a business that the Chiefs were not a dominant team all season long. And yet also they had the number struggled. one pop star in the yeah. world showing up to their games. I don't give a fuck. No, I don't either. I'm just saying, like, that helped out people watching football. Oh, it is never a bad thing to have something happen that increases viewership, that increases people rooting for teams. Oh, yeah. And, like, all the fucking memes are like, I don't know who this Kelsey guy is, but I hope he makes Taylor happy. Mm-hmm. Fucking great. Yeah. Funny as shit. Yeah. Awesome. Funny as shit, you know? First and of like, all, it's Jason. He's married. <laughs> and he was up for sexiest man in the world. So, hey, listen. <laughs> but it's like, it's good. And like, especially like football, it's not slipping as much as baseball. Because they're, they're very consciously aware of like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. We got to do things that make it blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. The I mean, with the socials and like everything is scripted, I'm like... At some point, maybe a little bit. It is a business. They can handle their business how they choose to handle the business. But they know if it's ever, like, really, really scripted, everyone will fucking abandon it. Yep. And that'll just open up the door to some bullshit football league. Right, you know? right. Which they're trying again. Was the XFL... They've actually all paired together now. EFL merger. The yeah, USFL and USFL, XFL. Yeah. That's what it was. Which is good know? for them, by the way. I mean, honestly, but that's like, having one that... I'm watch it. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't it's have two like, leagues that are trying to fucking split no. the lesser-known talent. But it starts in, like, one. April, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Like, good. I'll take it. I'll fucking take it. I'm going to fucking and watch, I'll watch it. And I'll watch it. You know? I would love nothing more than to see more players from a league that gets real funding, that has lasting power, that kind of turns into, like, you know... Like, baseball has it. A farm Basketball league. has it. Yeah. A yes. farm league. Like, yeah. Improve your talent. Even if you fucked up. Let's say you were amazing in college. You fucked up the NFL. Like, they cut. You got cut. You couldn't find a team. Build up your fucking skills. Oh, you get a fucking chance to mm-hmm. actually build up the mm-hmm. skills. Because outside of college and NFL, that doesn't really exist unless you leave the fucking country. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? And then come back and, like, show your work. I like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm... I'm not looking forward to the absence of football, but there's some things. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I have uh, three things I want to bring up real fast before we go. Number one? The Bears, the Bears, the Bears. Nope. Matt McClung, congratulations on your second straight dunk contest. Mm-hmm. I hope a team actually gives you a contract. You deserve it. Number two? That, that kid is like six feet even and looks at the rim when he dunks. Yes. And he was a great player in his one year at Texas Tech for us, so I'm never going to talk trash on him. That's why you brought him up. But also, but also two straight okay. dunk yeah. championships. Yeah. And he didn't yeah. even get a guaranteed contract to end last season. Yeah. Honestly. He but he pl- can play. It's not just a jumper. He can shoot, too. Like, yeah. He can probably make more money playing tournament ball in fucking California. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, number two, Brian and I failed uh, all of our listeners on this one a couple weeks ago. Um, Carl Weathers, you were a huge part of our lives growing up. 
as soon as we stopped recording, we're like, fuck. Thank you for the memories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, one time LA Raider. Uh, mm. So it does tie into the football podcast, but. And on a very uh, personal note, uh, my boy John Espino, uh, who died last week, um, believed the city of Houston was trash and the Rockets' championships were fraudulent because Jordan had retired. It also believed oh, Jordan pushed off Russell on the last shot in 98. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best people I've known. Um, goodbye. Uh, I don't know what to say about that. Um, anyways, that is our show for the year. Um, thank you for listening. I don't know what to say. We'll, we'll be here next year, year. and uh, uh, we'll bring our... Our uh, crude brand of barroom style commentary, where we trash on the shittiest of uh, commentators and and praise the ones Aaron Andrews that are incredible. Better May she be in the booth, please. Finally, please. May she be in please. the booth. Please, we're physical. Huh? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> First of all, get rid of Joe Buck. Uh, Greg Olson, I'm sorry. Apparently, you are losing your standing in the, at Fox no. because Tom Brady is coming in. Oh. So Greg Olson is no longer going to be the primary. He wasn't great, but better than most. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, Tom Brady is better than I think he'll be. I want Marshawn Lynch to broadcast a live fucking game. That's all oh I fucking want. Marshawn right? Lynch and Tom Brady uh, together. Yep, yep. With all the to leave as your sideline. Oh. Say more about that. Yeah, that would be so the good. best. So yep. good. Yep. Oh my god! I'll finally turn the volume up for that. Come on, and it. also, if you like Chris Collinsworth, please go look up the interview where he talks about how he really enjoys fourteen to eighteen year old women because they're because they're dumb because they're dumb. Oh, he's such a piece of shit. Oh my god, he's such a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> so, signing off for the last time this season, but we will be back next season. We are after this live. I'm Maddie Fags, joined by Scott Staten, a.k.a. Scotty Stats. Mm-hmm. Brian the Professor. And Two people no are not here with us. Producers. Because the producers apparently don't do shit. La- but, lazy pieces of shit. But uh, Dick Woodcock, a.k.a. The Great Skunk Hunter, a.k.a. Squeak, a.k.a. One Nut? I don't know. <laughs> and, and also, uh, Up Greg, who... The Up Greg. Always brings beer for us, so That's true. I'll never talk shit. That's true. Uh, thank you very much for checking out the podcast this season. We do really much appreciate it. I honestly, guys, I would do this if no one was listening, and maybe no one is. Hey, you're in luck. (laughs) (laughs) Love doing the show, though. Love talking fucking sports with y'all, especially the football. We'll see y'all next season, and we hope you have a wonderful season enjoying basketball and baseball, spring training, and uh, the end of the hockey season, Mm -hmm. and also the USFL and XFL. Yep, merging. Giddy up. Can't wait. And uh, please, Bears, don't trade Justin Fields. <laughs> y'all have a wonderful 200-some-odd days, and we will see y'all in August. Can't wait. I already can't wait. And 